Hi, and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. Lee. Different team to last week. Yes. <laughs> Did I miss anything last week, by the way? Uh, Dan, Dan saying he was off to um, ride 100 miles. How was mm-hmm. was the German or German Grand Prix okay? Did I miss much there? Uh, it was... Uh, it's all right. It was right. There wasn't history, that much. Then? I mean, hardly anyone finished, so... Right. <laughs> Wet. That was last week. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but it was a bit... And now all history. Yeah, it was a bit fucking amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tell you what, why don't you listen to last week's podcast where we talk about it? I'll do that. Yeah. Actually, don't. We talked about you. <laughs> how I'll, was, how I'll was, do that. <laughs> how was your secret mission at Spy HQ? It was fine. I wasn't that far away from the uh, Red Bull um, factory whilst the whilst the race was actually going on. Oh right. Uh, I did get to see the race, but um, just thought I'd be comical and ask if I'd missed anything. <laughs> <laughs> Although you did see something F1 related while you were in the middle of Milton Keynes. Uh, sort of, yeah. So a lot of people in Red Bull t-shirts, and I thought, wow, these people are loyal to their hometown Formula One team. And then I thought, maybe these are people, this was on the Saturday, <laughs> and then I thought, maybe these are people who are actually picking up shopping after being at the factory. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, it, it was only when I looked at the maps, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm only like half a mile away. Well, about a mile and a half away from the factory. So it's totally reasonable to, to suspect yeah, that I they were driving so. home. Well, let's just Probably. stop off in this uh, retail park and get some shopping. Should have said if they all had Hondas. <laughs> or in Milton Keynes terms, not a mile and a half, four shopping centres. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seven roundabouts, three dual carriageways. Alan Partridge. <laughs> Alan Partridge would fit right in. <laughs> yeah, before we get going tonight, just want to say congratulations to Dan for his Ride London 100 miles. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight hours and a bit. Eight hours, 20 minutes About eight ish. Hours, 20 minutes or so, uh, which is... A dance like quicker than any of us could do. Yeah, it. well yeah. done, Dan. <laughs> I mean, the, the the man is made of, of of different stuff to the rest of us. He's uh, he's he's a special character, is Dan. So well done for that. Yeah, and um, just want to give a massive shout out as well to Adam Cusick, who absolutely um, one of, uh, member of his family was in sort of grave danger with illness recently, and um, basically he's donated a kidney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So lifesaver, lifesaver, actual literal lifesaver. Adam, you are you are the man officially. Yeah. We may have taken the piss out of you on the show before for money, but you were a patron and you asked us to do it, and your family and friends asked us to do it. So that's the only reason we did it. I do hope they needed a kidney, and he wasn't just really generous. <laughs> you no, that, I don't think there's somebody episode? walking around with three kidneys. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> ah, no, technically that's how they do transplants. Yeah, they don't, they don't take it out, do they? No, they just, they just patch it to the other one. So somebody is walking around with three kidneys, it's just that only one of them's working. Do you have to use patch leads to... Shall we talk about the Hungarian Grand Prix? (laughs) Please. (laughs) (laughs) Our fourth non-dull race. Mm. See, I'm still in the camp where... I mean, I'm not not saying every single race has been a classic, but I still think the only bad race this year, or exceptionally bad race, was... France, yeah. France, France. We're having terrible. a run of pretty good yeah. races. We've, we've had and differently we've, good. Yeah, we've yeah. had some good races, but we've just had some standard Grand Prix. You know, mm. that's like Australia, for instance, was a standard Grand Prix, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't too exciting from no. what I remember, but um, but it wasn't France. No, no. <laughs> I think I mean France has made the last four races look better. I don't think Possibly. it has. I think we've just had four really good yeah, races, and as Sean said, then it's just for different reasons yeah. that they've mm-hmm. been really good. Um, I don't know if you if you got round to to relay my message, but I don't think it was racing that made the German Grand Prix great. I just think it was the fact that it was so incident laden. 
Um, there wasn't any fantastic racing going on as such, but we definitely got that in Hungary. Does anybody else feel mildly cheated by, by the fact that Red Bull haven't been able to get it together till like the last couple of races? Um, if I don't done feel this cheated by. Go, no, I don't feel cheated by Red Bull because they started the year with a new engine manufacturer. Yeah, um, yeah and who I feel driver. cheated. I feel cheated, but yeah, and a shit driver. <laughs> who, who I feel cheated by is Ferrari. Yeah, um, well, because we, so we were promised. Promise. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to them an, an awful lot later on. Yeah. But I mean, we got some half term reports to do as well. Half term yeah. gradings. I, th- I think I, I think we uh, we need to do it. And of course, if if this was based on the winter championship, Ferrari would be getting an A plus. Yeah. However, it's not. True. Let's start with Haas, because they had the only DNF, mm-hmm. uh, which was Roman Grosjean. Was that for components? Water yes. pressure. Right. Yeah, oh, his, uh, his, That was the his, official his, line, wasn't it? Yes. Water his, pressure his, his suit's veed was playing up. He's crying. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah, I said that. I said, well, I said, water I said, pressure is like, it could mean you need a wee. Yeah, that's a Into water pressure. Person, no, personal it's, water pressure. He's French. Does that mean he, mean he needed a yes? Maybe. Maybe to his contract next year, and that's not what he's getting. I'm, I wouldn't be nah. sure about that. He he himself has been better, hasn't he? The last couple of races, his pace is since, since they gave him the Australian car back, which yeah. he's been asking for for ages. And um, Sky seemed to think that, uh, well, Paul DeResta rather from Sky seems to think that uh, Haas will revert both cars to the Australian spec after the summer break. And if you could argue that he's saved the team, if they've gone a wrong way with development. Mm. Because and he's been saying this is the way yeah. to go. The yeah. operating window to get that car working, they can get it working for one lap in qualifying. They can't mm. get it working during the race. Yeah. See, I again because the Hungarian Grand Prix, I didn't, I didn't like the way Max was racing with uh, Daniel Ricciardo. I think it was overly aggressive. I think when he tried to go around the outside of him on turn three, I think he, he Max, uh, uh, he gave not Max. Kevin. 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 He gave, <laughs> Max. Uh, yeah, Max. He gave Daniel Ricciardo the option to either have a car, an accident with him, or to go off the circuit. And that's not. It's not on. I don't. I don't mind hard racing, and I don't mind wheel banging and stuff like that. Like you know, like I say, Char- Charles Leclerc and uh, Max Verstappen was proper borderline of where it should be. Yeah. But um, I don't like drivers that other drivers are worried to overtake because they know by trying to overtake them, they're risking an accident just by trying to overtake them. Yeah, I think that's that's Magnussen all over. It is, um, but then he's gained a reputation of being notoriously difficult to overtake. And is that a terrible thing if he's your driver? It is when he's. It is when you're borderline breaking the rules. Like oh, unlike, unlike Rosen, who's got a reputation of being notoriously difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done there. I've got yeah. to be honest. I mean, I know we're going to do silly season later. I think one driver will be out of contract. I has one driver, and I think it's going to be Grosjean. because I think his time has come and gone. It's been ten years. I think. In well, the sport. I think if. I think that that decision will be made over the course of the year. Almost, I think, if they're going to revert to the Australia spec again, car, mm-hmm. um, I think that that'll be dependent on which one of them performs better over the second half of the season. It's gonna be, it's gonna be Grosjean saving his career in the second half of the season again, though, isn't it? Because I mean, this time last <laughs> year we were talking about when and not if they get rid of him after he had the nightmare start to 2018. Yeah. All right, 2019, he's done slightly better because he's got points mm-hmm. before the summer break. He and got think, points just before the summer break. I think it took him till Hungary to get points. It last was Austria. Year, it? Was he it got Austria? four. They got like fourth and fifth in Austria. It was a bit of a weird race, I think. 
and he but he at least managed to score before then mm. this time round. But he's he's just been crap for other reasons. I say though, if you take Stroll out of the equation because he's Stroll's kind of a special case because I, I don't think he should be a Formula One driver anyway. No, probably. no, no, he's da- daddy's special soldier. He's daddy's special soldier. <laughs> um, whereas Kevin do, Magnussen... Do they have an army in Canada? Daddy's special mounty. Unbelievably mm. polite. Have, they, um, have, they have an air force. Yeah. No, it's an air persuade. <laughs> <laughs> that was your joke, actually. Was it? <laughs> yeah. It's quite good. <laughs> um... <laughs> but whereas Kevin Magnus and Grosjean obviously deserve their go in Formula 1 but I think if you take Stroll out of the equation they're probably the two weakest drivers on uh, on the grid mm. and it's just unfortunate they're in the same team <laughs> which appears to be the weakest team as a whole on the grid you know if you if you were to star everything I know that Williams is behind them on pace in terms of going backwards mm. from qualifying to race it's crazy nobody does it more than has has get cars into Q3 like Grosjean mm-hmm. in Hungary you know Magnus was fourth in Q1 yeah yeah but you know in, in Q in Q3 you could have had both Hasses you know yeah. s- where the McLarens were 7th 8th mm-hmm. um you know, best of the rest. They don't know what's going on with that car. No, no that's idea. the thing. And that, but when it comes to the races, they're always right near the back. There's, there have been a few cases, Canada, for example, where you know the Williams got in and amongst the Haas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's been a disappointing first now, half of the is, season. Is this because of the way they work? Because every other team builds the car, um, designs everything from the ground up. Haas buy it in kit form. Uh, I think it's something to do with it. I think it's more to do with the fact that you've got less. I, I would imagine because they're getting the the, the chassis off them for, off Delara, they've got less wind tunnel action going on and less data to draw on when it comes to the tires. Because I do, I think it's all tire dependent. They've, they've said it's very much tires. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we got to remember Ferrari struggle with tires as well, and what, they are quite quite closely linked. Mm-hmm. So whatever problems Ferrari are going to have are just going to be magnified, like insurmountably by oh, the other team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, think I think another issue they've got is not last year, the year before they stopped work on the car very early to focus on what ended up being last year's car. Mm-hmm. So they put a lot of time into that, and then we're obviously in that very close battle law last year with Renault in the constructors' championship. So probably ended up developing quite a mm-hmm. lot later. And I've got to this year's car a bit late, and it doesn't yeah. work. It's what I predicted ha- would happen with Force India, isn't it? Mm. Force India were, in, were, were yeah. in that battle, and they were right up there, and just took their half the ball for the next season. If it can happen to McLaren and Ferrari after two thousand and eight, it can mm-hmm. happen yeah, to yeah, anybody. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what do we think is uh, their half-term report? I'm going. I'm going for D. I, yeah, D to E for me. I think. A D for Haas because I think it's F. not. If anyone, if anyone deserves an F. It's Haas because they haven't they they haven't progressed. They've gone backwards. Yeah. They don't know why they've gone backwards. And then and their driver lineup is is not yeah. progressive either. Realistically, I I think both drivers should be replaced. That's when I'm defending Grosjean. I still don't. I still think his time in Formula One's come. But I just think if I think Grosjean is the faster Formula One driver out of the two when all things click into gear that day and I think they're both crashy so I think they're, I think they're but both we've said, we've said this before about Grosjean ever, ever since we started doing yeah. this show when Grosjean's fast he's crashier mm-hmm. I think they're both rubbish 
look what happened in Germany. Well, yeah. what, like, Grosjean <laughs> just drove into Magnussen and then said, what is he doing? Um, <laughs> I, he, I still what, don't what think that's all Grosjean's fault. I still don't think it's all Grosjean's yeah, fault. Magnussen had his car on the track in Grosjean's What, in Germany? Way. Yeah, because... Gro- the German one was entirely Grosjean's <laughs> fault. Think about it, because two laps beforehand, Magnussen was told to allow Grosjean to go past... So he'd he'd so he'd That's let Grosjean pass. That's not a reason pass. to punt him out the way. No, no. Magnussen <laughs> was still there though. He didn't come up the inside of him. No, but I don't think he was looking because if his teammates already behind him, yeah, who's just let him through. Why would you think your teammate's going to dive bomb you after? Well, that's what I mean. He was he's he, he, he didn't, he didn't like, crazy. He didn't come flying up oh, from he behind did. or anything. It, it, it was it was the thing, but you wouldn't. You'd just be turning in as normal if your teammates already let you through two laps ago. You wouldn't expect them to overtake you, especially not there. Because if he, if you're on different strategies, he probably can do. But it's all going to be DRS. I don't think it was as much of a surprise as as, as Grosjean. I mean, Magnussen was quite clearly there. Yeah, but you wouldn't expect him to be going to do it. I think it could have been anyone already, else. Or no, another he, car could have got. But between he knows them. Magnussen's behind him, and he's just been let through. I don't think you're expecting your teammate to pass you because if he if he had. It was something like he had. He, they were either on different tires or he had fresher tires, so so he was told to go through. So the only reason Magnussen was going to be able to overtake him anyway is because of the DRS down there. Even if he got in the front of the front of him, that it would have been back to the same situation with Grosjean burning his t- uh, tires up behind him. So you just wouldn't expect it. I think it was it was a stupid move from Grosjean, but it yeah. was a bad move from Kevin Magnussen. Perhaps when you put it that way. I don't think either of them came out of it well, to be fair. But... No. What, the Formula One? <laughs> <laughs> that specific incident, but yeah. I think round the table, then, we have wider. to giving them an E. I, th- I yeah, think it, I think it kind of averages, e. averages out at an E. Can we make it an E minus? No, could... not, not quite. E for now. Okay. E minus would be, yeah, E, I think, is, 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 is fair. Because that it's, it's very important. <laughs> no, it's a, a to E minus and then just then an F. For just forget it. Williams, they're not, they're not far from an E minus. Williams, um, George Russell sixteenth, Robert Kubitz nineteenth. Uh, George Russell damn nearly through a Q two. Yeah, I tell you what, if these updates work for George Russell, don't they? Mm. Yeah, if they'd have set him, if they'd have sent him out later. He'd yeah. have gotten into Q- he was Q2. one of the first, wasn't he? Yeah. I think he was one of the first to do his his last mm-hmm. lap. I think, unfortunately, they they didn't t- take into account the pace he would have. Mm. I think they thought they'd be better off getting him out on a clear track to get his lap in, where if they'd have known just how quick he was going to be, they'd have probably tried to lean more into like the lap evolution. And, and in all honesty, for Williams, when you look at the at the next few races, there's there's not an awful lot of of races where those up, upgrades are going to have as much of an effect. Mm. I mean, they are promising more updates to the car. There's always bits come on Spa, isn't there? I know there's summer break, yeah. but there's always bits come. Yeah. So, I mean... I, th- I think Williams have basically said there's now going to be updates on the car till... Um, constant, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think till the end of the year. So, I mean, in a way, you kind of want to get what I kind of want to give Williams most improved team because they were two, three laps down in mm-hmm. Australia. And they were consistently you know, two, three laps down for the first few races. Then yeah. it was kind of a lap down, you know, when they when they bought their Spain upgrade or whatever it was. And they're, now they're trying to mix it with the midfield. Kubitz mm. is still off the pace, but we we know that's Robert Kubitz. Yeah. Um, it's almost bo- it's boring now knocking Robert Kubitz because it's and George Russell George Russell did say that's all the car has. 
You know, mm-hmm. maybe, as you say, maybe if you set him out later and the track had evolved yeah. a bit better, um, he might I mean, go don't, through don't, Q2. Don't forget um, Danny Rick and Perez, their final laps in Q1, they shagged it up for each other. Yeah. And that probably put George Russell... Artificially, high, yeah. Higher on yeah. the grid than he would have been, but he was still only... He's still 1.3 seconds faster than Kubica in qualifying. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was only uh, 1,500s yeah. off yeah. getting into Q2, so he was still... Almost quick enough mm-hmm. to be top fifteen. Yeah, even if even if he'd have finished eighteenth, he would. You know. Yeah. Just um, just so just quickly, I I think you'll see those updates maybe working in Spa because thinking about it, the the closest they've been to the rest of the teams was one of the most chassis dependent circuits on the grid. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's got to be a really good sign. Yeah, they've got a good lump in the back of the car. Yeah, don't for, don't forget they've been fastest through the speed traps at about three different races this season. Yeah, you've got big long straights and such at Spa. Yeah, if they've got the um, if they've got the aero and the downforce mm-hmm. sorted out a lot more, and obviously Hungary, I think, with what George Russell cer- certainly did, um, proves that the downforce is coming. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll be on par with like Fuss India, racing uh, point, racing point. <laughs> Right, we're only halfway through the season that I they've know. been called. You know, it's been it's only been a year since they changed their name. God, imagine well, if they change it again next year, we're going to be fucked. I think it'll be changed next year. Yeah, because well, we thought that was going to happen this year. Can we just, can we just call them the pink team and make pink it a lot, make it pink a lot thing. easier? Yeah. <laughs> the pink thing. That's joke what, for the Patreons. What, that's what the Patreons. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is it primed? I, I th- possibly. No, it's uh, it's Netflix. You'll get to see it on. Got you right. Ooh. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, that wasn't all that bad. I'm, I'm with you on Williams being probably the most improved team because they have developed well. I mean, all right, all right, there were two lap, two laps down, but it was an incredibly short circuit. Mm. It's been here between it's between them and Red Bull who's made the best improvements through the season. Um, def, definite positive signs, and let's just hope they've got something in reserve for next year. Yes. Well, if if the rules are going to be static, I suppose any any work they do, like Dan was saying last week, will be well. They will forward. for next year at least. We'll, we'll but yeah, yeah. Po- po- possibly for years afterwards, which we'll <laughs> we'll get on to. We'll talk about the new rules in twenty twenty three. So, what do we, what do we reckon for a half term grade for Williams? I would give them an E, but for the fact they've improved so well, I want to say D minus. Yeah, I was thinking the D D minus yeah. neck of the woods, but possibly more like a C plus for effort. Maybe if oh. we're giving an effort oh, grade, no, hang on. Oh, we're not including effort. Yeah. Like. You can't include effort. You could only <laughs> attainment only. Yeah. I'll, I'll go D plus. Yeah, I go D minus because there would be an E if it was not for recent upgrades. Yeah. Trajectory to work. is good. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a straight D. Straight D sounds good. Yeah. And yeah. I, think, I think that's I what think it averages out as well. That sounds yeah. fair. So, a D for Williams. Right, next we have the pink thing. The Panthers with blue stripes. <laughs> they're, having a, they're having a strange old season, aren't mm. they? Uh, we thought that Lance Stroll was starting to remember how to qualify in Germany. Mm-hmm. And um, he remembered how to race in Germany as mm-hmm. in... I know how to not leave the track when everyone else yeah. is. Got a, got a good tyre call, which probably wasn't necessarily on him, but... And he kept it on the yeah, grey stuff. Yeah, he made it work. I, I must say, while we're, while we're doing this, we are forgetting to review the race, but carry on. 
we are. Yeah, we're, a little bit. But well, we, talk, we, talk, we talked a little bit about what Hassan done and about what Williams had done. Yeah. There were, we're at we, the boring end of the grid. At the middle, yeah, there wasn't a great deal of action <laughs> no, going on really. from Do you remember seeing tapes? Lance Stroll at all during no, Hungarian no, Grand Prix? Fair, fair point. <laughs> um, I think I we saw him got passed a couple of times. I think we? somebody was interviewing him between the national anthem and the formation lap when he was going for the pee break, and that was about it. <laughs> But he's looking more wolf than teen. <laughs> <laughs> but having another qualifying nightmare in Hungary mm-hmm. where it's nigh on impossible to overtake, um, his race was over Saturday afternoon. Mm. Nigh on impossible for him to overtake. Yeah, I didn't think Hungary was a particularly difficult to overtake track. There's I a couple of was, good spots yeah. to do it's it. It's known as Monaco without the yeah, walls. Yeah, it's, okay. I've always sort of been a tricky place to overtake. To be fair, I think that's why... When we talk later on, that's why Max could hold Lewis off. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, Lance Stroll, completely anonymous during the race as well. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't remember seeing... No, I, any, I couldn't tell you about anything him. about his race. Um, and Perez, I'm still surprised with him finishing 11th, because he, he had a bad qualifying as yeah. well. Got into that tussle with Danny Ricciardo on the last corner mm-hmm. at the end of Q1. Which made Danny Ricciardo very angry. Mm, and made... Uh, Perez very angry and said Danny Ricciardo was disrespectful. Mm. <sighs> Apparently that's, that's a major, major shade throwing. <laughs> Must be. It, it, is, <laughs> it is part of the world. <laughs> um, yeah, re- rescued rescued it up to 11th. Was was in the points at one point. Um, I think Albon overtook him quite late on. Albon overtook him quite late, late on and they did um, collide. Slightly, and uh, Racing Point are not happy about it, but stewards looked at it and... Said it was, was fine. Like, no, it's fine. But no, um, Otmar Schnafsau... <laughs> I can never say his name. <laughs> Gary Schnauzer. Um, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> he he reckons Perez was damaged um, because of the album thing. And I think Perez was damaged after Perez the year Perez was damaged! <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently his car had damage, so he couldn't fight back. That would be... A fair point to make, but you know, how much damage? We're we talking like severe floor damage. Rear wing, I think it was. Right, got you. Mm. Not a good weekend for rear wings. Not really. Not not a good week for some of the mid grid teams. To be fair, mm. although Paris did okay. Because yeah. if you think about it, you know, just missing out on the points by mm. one place. Um, whether or not he was damaged in the overtake that Albon did, can you honestly say that you? You know, Perez would have been able to fight back and take the place back. Probably, Probably not. not. Yeah. That racing point is not the Force India that we became used to. No. Would, you know, by this time of the season, after a difficult start, would be consistently best of the rest. Mm. Mm. Um, they've got a lot of ground to make up in the second half of the season, which that's that's usually their strongest time of year. It's usually before that. Usually around about now, we yeah, see them becoming the, like the, time. the yeah, mm. the, you know, the, the the best of the. Unless they were Ocon and Perez, and they just decided to just crash into each other all the time. <laughs> well, yes, but at least they were usually like six or seventh when they started doing that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like taking out a double points finish rather than just taking out a double finish. Mm. Yeah. Um, what do we what do we say from Ooh, D minus maybe even yeah. an E? Yeah, I, I think they're another E. Yeah, they're they're definitely they've gone they're backwards. They're it's the first year of Inconsistent the... as well, I think. Yeah. It's the... very difficult to predict what's going to happen with it's, them. It's, in their defence, slightly, it's their first half of the season we're as racing point mm. proper. 
yeah. uh, given that they probably stopped developing this year's car because of the financial when troubles with Force India. Paid. Mm. Yeah, 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 when people stopped getting paid. And um, they're another team that are promising a shed load of updates from Spa onwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a disappointing first half of the season. But they they are still quite new don't, to this don't game. Don't forget, they had basically Ish. a whole new back end on that car in Germany. Yeah. And it's done absolutely nothing for them. Well, Stroll led the race in Germany for half a lap. <laughs> yeah, again, strategy. In weird conditions, yeah. though. Yeah. In Hungary, yeah. I mean, the, the one positive is um, Perez starting from, I want to say, 17th. I think he was 17th, yeah. And actually getting it up into the points after every pit stop had been made. Yeah. Um, good sh- good sh- strategy, but I mean, it was that hard shows on the- that things can be done. It was hard on the tyres, wasn't it? Yeah, in, that's, in that's Perez doing tyre stuff. Yeah, that could have been Perez, manage your tyres, manage your tyres, manage your tyres. Oh, look, we've made seven places. Yeah. Helped out by two Hasses as well, that like constantly go backwards. There is that, we've discussed that already, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, passing a Hass isn't an overtake, it's no. just... <laughs> it, it's lapping somebody when you're on the same lap as them. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, yeah. Yeah, um, D minus for me, I think. D. For, I'll, for, I'll go D. I, th- I, think, I think D as well. A D all round. A D then. Give them the D. <laughs> <laughs> so the season ratings so far are actually matching the team ratings from Hungary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I think there's going to be a little bit of plummeting here because it's Renault next. Ooh. How many times this season have we said that was a weekend to forget for Renault? Yeah, quite often. Yeah. yeah, and this was Again, another one. Aside from Ricardo tripping over Magnussen, I don't remember much about their mm. race. Well, obviously we've 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 we touched on Ricardo's mistake. You know whether it was his mistake or whether it was Perez's mistake, where they ended up tripping over each other at the end of the warm up lap for the qualifying. Yeah, ruined both their qualifying. Ricardo started at eighteenth. Well, I think now, Ricardo. Well, he started at the, the back. Team did to he put not? Him out, didn't he? Ricardo. He said he wanted to kill someone <laughs> on team radio, but the. Uh, Ricardo in a Red Bull would have still made it up top ten, well into the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well into the top, well up into the top ten. Ricardo in a Renault is just not able to. And he's, it's, he's, got, he's gone from the honey badger to the slightly annoyed ferret. But don't, <laughs> I think I think the yeah, thing to show it, how bad that car is though, because he was only two places behind Hulkenberg. Yes. 12 and, 12 and 14? Yeah, they were, so, yeah. 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 Hulkenberg 12, Ricardo 14. And so Hulkenberg didn't have any crazy dramas, I don't no. think. No. Just went backwards. Uh, roughly stayed where he was, didn't he? Hulkenberg just missed out on Q3. He, he was 11th, I think he yeah. started. Mm. So went backwards one place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ricardo sort of made up a bit of ground. Yeah, yeah, they've but, just but, kind of the, merged the, into each other, haven't Ricardo they? Ricardo was the only driver who started on hard tyres, mm. and, yeah. and he didn't pit until very, very late on. So, mm. you yeah, know, difficult to tell sort of what kind of pace it is. But Renault, for me, have been probably the second most disappointing team of the first half of the season. I think this is the worst season for Renault in the modern era. And I'm, in, mm. I'm including IGN Renault or ING Renault yeah. in that as well. You know, it's... Crashgate Renault. Yeah, yeah, back I'm, that far and into Alonso at well, times. Well, Alonso yeah. won races that year. Without Crashgate, you still won another race. Yeah, don't forget there was also a year of that livery which had Kovalainen and <laughs> Grosjean <laughs> in the car. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're behind Toro Rosso in the constructor standings yeah. at the moment. They're, Deservedly so. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a Honda, the second, pa- the second team with the Honda, which everyone was so like, oh, it's a Honda. 
Um, so, yeah. And that's meant to be we a made a joke the last few weeks that uh, Renault are consistently at least the second best Renault powered team mm. on the grid. But it's not a joke; it's reality. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, that's yeah. factually accurate. Number two in a field. Of <laughs> the um, the crazy thing is as well is you had uh, Ricardo saying that they had to have like a team meeting like on Saturday. He said where in his words said like we we sort of cleared the air with each other. So there's obviously been a big so fallout behind the scenes. Thing is, Holt's got his head down, hasn't he? I mean, not not head down as in he's working hard. Mm. He's like he's, his head dropped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He looks like a man that knows he's not going to be in a team that that, mm. that yeah, team. Yeah, I next think year. he's been told. Yeah, I think he's been told. I think he's been told. I Look, think he'll do great things in the house next year. You are the <laughs> you are the you might be in Parmud, essentially. You are the fifth choice for this seat because there are four other drivers ahead of you that I've, we want instead of you. He also doesn't deserve it, Hulkenberg. Yeah. I, I don't I see the thing is I don't think you can blame either of the drivers for this. I don't know, but his performance is when when there are places to pick up, Hulkenberg usually picks them up. But the well, car is Germany. Germany. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the car isn't up to it. No. Well, I think you can see like let's not forget we um we had the eyes of, of Daniel Ricciardo as potential world champion last year. You know, that driver hasn't disappeared. That no. driver is still there. That guy that could give like Verstappen a reasonable run for his money. The um, guy who would lick it and send it? Where's yeah, he yeah. gone? Yeah. Where's he gone? No, he's still there, but that car is a dog. I think that's it as well. He probably doesn't trust the car to be yeah. putting in that kind of manoeuvre. I mean, he, he said um, he wasn't really comfortable with it for mm -hmm. the first three races Australia. of the Yeah, he said it in Australia that he didn't know where the brakes were on it. I didn't uh, know where the grids were. I think either, he's destroyed he? his Formula One career. I don't know that he's destroyed it. I think this is this is the this is the bridging years for Danny Rick before he goes elsewhere. I think he's got his eye on a seat at Ferrari or Mercedes. Yeah, but I the thing is, those seats might become unavailable already this year. And the problem he's gonna have is if you if you can't display what you can do, then mm. you instantly off the shopping lists all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah, you've got to be putting in extraordinary, extraordinary performances in an unextraordinary car. Or, or just like what he was doing in Red Bull, he would have been better off even if he knew Red Bull were favouring uh, Verstappen. Verstappen. Yeah, he'd have been better off staying in Red Bull, making a song and dance about the fact that he's not, he's not getting getting a fair crack of the whip, but making sure he's as close to Verstappen as he can possibly be. Just being a really good Weber. He would, if Ricardo was still at Red Bull, they would be second in the championship right now. If Ricardo was still in Red Bull, Max Verstappen would have won the Hungarian Grand Prix because they would. He would have been second, probably second or third, and they wouldn't have had the free pit stop. Possibly could yeah could mm. well have been yeah, and um, as we know, Red Bull can only win a hung Hungarian Grand Prix with an Australian in the car. Yep. Yeah. So what do we uh, what do we give Renault for a season grade? I'm going right to the bottom. I am going F for a failure. But given that this was a season they were going to score podiums and wins, yeah. mm. they've they've spent big. They're, they're, it's it's year two of the plan. Mm -hmm. The first the first year was um, challenge for podiums. Second year was wins. Third year challenge for championships. This is the challenge for wins year. They can't be an F because up, uh, they've really dropped back a bit at the moment. But let's not forget it wasn't. It was only a few weeks ago. Where they were best of the rest, but overall they are in failing. In France, overall they are well, failing under their. It was own in standards. France, wasn't it, where they were the best of the rest? Yeah. 
No, no, but I'm just a race saying, when nothing happened. No, it, it, it would say, it would suggest they were F if they'd been here all season long. Yeah, but they haven't been here. They all just season dropped long. back. That I think that almost makes it worse, though. They can, they're capable of being best of the rest. They just for some reason can't do it. Would you rather? Well, when, what when you look at the other t- other teams we've graded? Would you rather be in a Renault or would you rather be in a Racing Point, a Williams, or a Haas? I would still rather be in the Renault. So I'd, I'd still give them, I think, a D. I think D plus, I not think, F. Mm, I think I, I was going. I was leaning towards E. We've all gone very different. We have. I think. I think average is out round about D minus. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Everyone's getting the D. Mm. D, D, <laughs> D minus. <laughs> well, we gave the D to the pink thing, <laughs> <laughs> which apparently is primed. Worst rap track. Ever. Yeah. I'm so happy there isn't a brown car. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hass, right. you know your job. <laughs> Find a sponsor. Brown energy. Yeah, mm. maybe. Brown sound. Alfa Romeo next. Um, binary result. Oddly binary compared very, to the rest very of the binary. Grid. I mean, Kimi, Q3. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Giovinazzi, wrong again. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's done enough to keep his seat this year? No. Yes. Giovinazzi? Yeah. Done enough to keep his seat at Alpha? The last yeah. like few races he had been looking so. better and then this race happened. And, Point yeah. in Austria. Yeah. Nowhere really in Britain, I don't uh, think. I can't actually remember. Do you know, Joe, what it depends on? It depends on when Kimi was in Ferrari. He was never exceptional in Ferrari. He only ever put that car just about where it could go. Yeah. You know, and Vettel pushed it a little bit further than what he what he could do. So because Giovinazzi's been so shit, we think Kimmy's been <laughs> exceptional. Been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing a very important job yeah. but for so, Kimmy. But w- what if that car is where Kimmy's put it? I think it might be. Yeah. It's, it's roughly around about where the McLarens are. Yeah, so roughly. If, if it is oh, there. Yes, I remember where he was at Silverstone. He was in the gravel. Uh, yes, correct. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, he brought the safety car out. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Giovinazzi yes, he made the, the race. Yes, in <laughs> the gravel. And then Germany, uh, d- 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 so much happened. I don't remember seeing any of the Penalty. Alphas. He got penalty. He got penalised in he, Germany. He, so, and yeah. Mike, he and Raikkonen both got the penalty. Well, that's right, well, yeah. They were in the points, points, and then they're not in the points, and yeah. now there's a whole yeah. argument. Yeah, so no no second haircut for Giovinazzi. Which is clearly <laughs> still ongoing for. Yeah. Um, although this weekend, I mean, Kimi drove the hell out of that. I think the team, if we take Giovinazzi Abbott for a second and look at the team, we look at, and look at Kimi deserves a C plus. Maybe, yeah, um, because they've they've or a straight. They C. were they were Sauber and now they're Alfa Romeo. Mm, yeah. Things are a lot better. Um, it, the, it was a, an upward trend that started last year when mm. they were Sauber Alfa, and now that they're Alfa, then you know, things have just progressed mm-hmm. that that yeah. that step further forward. Um, Charles Leclerc was getting seventh places here and there, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. In um, in the Sauber last year, but um, don't forget as well, Hungary is a very good circuit for Kimi Raikkonen. Yes, everybody keeps going on about Hamilton's number of wins. You know, it's the same amount as Schumacher and Senna mm-hmm. combined, but the um, nobody has got as many podiums uh, at Hungary as Kimi, as, as mm-hmm. Kimi Raikkonen. He's got nine podiums. Mm-hmm. And he did a good job this weekend because I mean he held Bottas off for the last few laps. Yep. Yeah. Cruised absolutely. Passed Gasly at the start as well, like it was nothing. 
Well, I mean, okay, it's Gasly, but it's still <laughs> the car, the, the same yeah, it's car an Alfa that was Romeo, in the front of Essentially, the race. I mean, like, this time last year or even two years ago, we, how much would we have laughed at, like, oh, a Sauber just cruised past a Red Bull at the, at the beginning of the race? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think there's definite, there's definite driver issues here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I, 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 I I'm nodding this, in hugely, huge agreement this isn't over here. A straight car to car <laughs> comparison. No, no. But um, no, Kimi did. Kimi did the top job this weekend. Yeah, uh, so he's had he's had a top season. Yeah. But I do just wonder whether he's doing a Kimi job in that car, and there's actually another half a second in it. <laughs> Which we won't know because no. Giovinazzi's not up to the job. No, he's not. And I, I, I don't think he's done enough to keep his seat for next year think, at the moment. I think he has because I don't think Ferrari have got anybody else to put in there. I think that depends how Mickey does it the rest of the season. He's had his first win. He's, he's still not. Got, he's not high enough. Up. He's still got to finish sixth to get the points. I think with Schumacher's name, he could get the points today if he needed them what, <laughs> by bidding higher than anyone else. Yeah, I, th- I think that, <laughs> that point system appears to have slipping, turned sl- slipping Jean Todd a brown envelope. That um, that no, but I think that point system now has turned into a a thing to stop people that aren't suitable for Formula One. But anyone that is clearly suitable but hasn't got the point. Yeah, like just, Ranganathan, for yeah, example. The yeah. door, the yeah. door will be opened up because it, it's a flawed system. The point, so they they because, need a they need a buy through it. Yeah, because imagine imagine for example, like Ranganathan comes with squillions of dollars. Yeah, which he and, doesn't. No, but imagine that, imagine <laughs> that he did for just for one well, moment. Let's, and let's a team needed with Schumacher who will come with squillions of dollars. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Ranganathan could could jump into I don't know Haas if they if there's no title sponsor at Haas next year mm-hmm. and they go oh, shit where are we going to get this money from and Ranganathan knocks on the door and goes excuse me you got squillions of dollars I'll give you if you give me that seat mm-hmm. for for at least the first half of the season you know you're back in Rio Harrianto country there really aren't mm-hmm. you where you you just you're just gonna plow money into the team but he's no good in that car yeah, yeah. His, his name was Rio he should have been watching from the stand mm. yeah his name was Rio and he definitely was in the sand <laughs> um, the other thing to think as far as Salva goes this is one of the reasons I think Schumacher will be in that car next year is because I think next year will probably be Kimmy's last year and Ferrari will probably be pit- pretty keen to get Schumacher in next to Kimmy who knows how Ferrari work who is a, There's a link there massively well. experienced driver that he who who they know there's no politics or bollocks with so yeah. he he'll be quite happy to help his teammate along there's a link there as well isn't there yeah. you know you've got Michael Schumacher the the multi-time formula 1 yeah. champion in a ferrari and then Kimi Raikkonen the last driver to win in a ferrari yeah. and the last driver to win a world championship in a ferrari yes <laughs> but he is the last driver to win a race in a ferrari isn't he america last year crazy yeah <laughs> nobody's won in a ferrari since and, and Kimi Raikkonen and you know what i think that'll be still be the case come the end of the year i'm not sure mm. i'm not sure i think ferrari have got a couple of opportunities to to win races assuming up. they I don't think, Ferrari it up yeah but I think Ferrari four races ago had opportunities to win coming up I'm not sure Ferrari right now have any opportunities they should have won Canada they should have won Bahrain no but I think they fell further back yeah oh I think they have they're now level oh, if not behind Ferrari, I've, got, I've got um, this week's chapter of here's why we didn't do well the gospel according to Benotto <laughs> <laughs> But Alfa Romeo's grade, I want to give them a C minus. C minus sounds I think, good. I think I'll, I'll go C straight C. Straight C. C straight C down minus, the middle with a C. Seems yeah. fair straight, enough. Straight, straight C. 
Um, not, not amazing, not really poor. Yeah, kind of where we were expecting, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Then when we saw their front wing at the beginning of the season, we thought that that could Different. be like that could be like mm-hmm. the fastest car out there. Mm-hmm. It isn't. It's not even the second fastest car because we thought Ferrari might be the fastest again. Yeah, and they're just not. Um, but then all the, those points they got from the Winter Championship, though. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, we talk about single drivers hemorrhaging points. Giovinazzi's hemorrhaging points for Alfa Romeo. Raikkonen must. Raikkonen's got every point for Alfa Romeo apart from that one. Yeah, that Giovinazzi scored in in Austria. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to come good, so I'm all As right. As we know, getting your long hair cut off it does increase your power after a few weeks. Does so. Look, I'm, I'm stronger than ever before. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Samson lost his power when he had his hair cut. So <laughs> I, I think a straight C for Alpha is a fair, mm. a fair result. I think that's a good, yeah. that's a good call. Toro Rosso, um, bad week for Kvyat. Mm-hmm. Following on from his podium in January. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, binary couple of races for Danny Kvyat. Yeah. Um, Alexander Albon, though. I don't, I don't think it was his fault, though, was it? Didn't he get screwed over by race strategy? I th- yeah, I think he might have just been, yeah. just didn't get the tyres right this time. Yeah, Did last week, can't they, win them I all. think they either pitted him too early or too late. It was one of the two. I think he came in early, but yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it, I think he was one of one of the early stoppers because mm. that's that's one thing that we noticed on Sunday because Pirelli was saying mm. for the medium runners from yeah. the start they were pitting you, really soon. You were yeah. looking; they were, they were saying lap thirty to thirty five was the pit window, and yeah. they were pitting at like lap eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which was when you were expecting everyone that was on so- used softs yeah. to come in. And I can't remember either either they pitted him too late again for like a, you know a set of so, tires towards the end. Or they didn't do it. I can't. I remember him saying something about they should have done something else at the end, but I've forgotten. But another good performance for Albon. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was one point where I thought him and Kvyat weren't going to finish the race, where they were side by side going into oh, they, turn their four. Oh, their wheel to wheel race was, was brilliant. brilliant. It was Al- great Albon, racing. Albon was on the drag strip. Yeah. But, yeah, but it was great racing. It's, it's good that they can race each other. The team's letting them race mm-hmm. each other, and they can actually do it without wiping each other out. Yeah. And then in the end, they finished five places apart. Albon, just as we said before, stealing that final point from Perez, whether or not there's a bit of argy-bargy mm-hmm. going on yeah. there. So um, just, just to the point. clarify, the um, Kvyat pit stop was uh, lap 21, and it was his only stop. So he did right. 49 laps. So he must have been saying they should have done what he, they did He'll have been Hamilton. on the canvas at the end, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas have... Albon stopped on lap 28. Which was closer to the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tor- Toro Rosso are putting putting in some decent performances, and I think this this was one definitely for Albon and a strategy mistake for Kvyat. Yeah. Well, they know where their strengths are, don't they, Toro Rosso? They know that Hungary is probably a, a, a circuit where they should be doing better than than you know, the rest of the midfield. So they're not quite at the head of the midfield, but you know. Remember last year, Hungary was a good race for them. Singapore, I think, is the next good one where they try and look, uh, you know, good on on uh, on pace in uh, you know a similar kind of circuit race, stop starty. Mm. Um, Sainz um, finished fourth. I was going to say, Sainz got his fourth for Toro Rosso yeah. in Singapore, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's I, I'm not sure that the that, that Toro Rosso are going to have a great second half of the season. But they've had a really good first half of the mm-hmm. season. The car, the car's improved from where it was at the start. Albon and Kvyat look like a, like like either of them could take that Red Bull seat. 
um, which we come on. Let's be honest, is probably going to be up for grabs at the end mm-hmm. of the year. Oh, we've uh, uh, it is written <laughs> it is written big on here. Silly season. We will be going into <laughs> oh, yes. uh, yeah. We will be going into that in well five teams' time. Yeah, I, you know either of them could could go into that. See, Kvyat would be would do a sterling job, I think, in the Red Bull as Max's teammate, and I think the same exactly the same as Alex Albon. I think Alex Albon would do a, a good job in the. Uh, in in Red Bull, I still think the jury would be out on oh. Kvyat if they if they gave him the t- the Red Bull drive because he was pretty good in Toro Rosso the first time round. Mm. So I don't know whether it's something about that environment that suits him, or it's because the right now there's a, a world of positivity behind him at the minute because he's essentially re- rescued his Formula One career. Yeah, he's doing good. He's a uh, there's no real pressure on him other than just to go out there and prove that he should still because be there. Because he's got the experience of doing the job that Brendan Hartley's doing now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thing is, when you look at the first full season, the only full season that mm-hmm. Kvyat did in the Red Bull, he outscored Ricardo on points, beat him in the championship. Yep. Mm-hmm. But there's t- uh, don't forget, though, Ricardo had a lot of technical problems that year. Like he had loads. He had awful, awful luck. Um, right, it, 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 I remember it. Yeah, yeah, convinced of it. Uh, yeah, so well, what was it? Um, USA Grand Prix that year where he broke down and coasted for half a lap and buggered Kvyat's race. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I remember I think, that. Yeah. I think there was a couple of races where he didn't finish where he could have won them as well. Because uh, Gasly didn't win a race. Uh, uh, sorry, Kvyat didn't win a race either, did he? Not for Red uh, Bull. No, he finished Ricardo on the podium. only had two retirements that did year. He? Yeah. Oh, I thought he had more. Uh, when Ricardo also and, had two. Where did he retire? And one DNS. Um, Ri- retired at Silverstone and Spa. Oh, right, I must be thinking of a different Danny Rick breakdown where he coasted yeah. around and buggered the race. Yeah. Oh, well. US, he finished fifth. But what the other thing sorry, I was going to say me, was two US, race, he finished tenth. Two, um, uh, two seats, I think, are unenviable seats. And that's whoever's next to Max Verstappen and whoever's next to Lewis Hamilton. And I worry that because of what we've seen like mentally from Kvyat before, what he would be like if he goes into Red Bull and then just gets fucking destroyed. Uh, the only thing I think they would go against Albon going into Red Bull is for the exact same reason that they put Gasly. You know, Gasly looked okay in mm-hmm. Toro Rosso, yeah. moved up to Red Bull, not ready. Yeah. So Albon is, a, is one season looking pretty good and then moving mm-hmm. him up to Red Bull. If he's not ready... Mm, yeah, I think I think he'd, he needs another year, really, doesn't I he? Wouldn't, I wouldn't mind Get, seeing... Getting back to the order that we're doing things here, because we've um, taken a shortcut and... Uh, <laughs> still talking Toro Rosso. Have we taken a shortcut or have we taken a detour? <laughs> I think we might have just gone off-piste a bit rather than... But for the second half of the season, I think... Kvyat and Gasly might swap seats for a couple of races and then back again. I'm surprised that uh, Christian Horner came out today and said that Gasly has to prove himself to stay in the team. That has been said. I was convinced that he would be replaced for Spa. This this is the beginning of the end, isn't it, it, for Gasly? Let's be honest. It was officially denied that um, Red Bull are going to get rid of him before the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And we all know what happens when something gets officially denied. definitely happening. In the meantime, Toro Rosso grade. Possibly B minus, maybe. I don't know. They're ahead of Renault in the championship. That's Mm. good. 
possibly Redmond going to be Redmond struggles are making them look better, look better than they are, but they've not been bad. They've I not been bad. The, their engines have lasted reasonably well. Yeah. I think they're roughly Alfa Romeo territory. I think a C yeah, is fair for them. They've had a podium, yeah. all right. There was some weather shenanigans, but... I'm going I'm to go C+, plus because they've had a podium ahead of Alfa. Under odd conditions. You still yeah. want to put your car in that Ca- position Car was on the it? track. Maybe... And it was both both cars did well in Germany. It wasn't just oh, yeah. The album was what fifth. Yeah. Album was sixth. A, th- a third and a third and a sixth. I they think, had the I best think overall straight result. Because the car's not quite there with, with Alpha, but the two drivers are more are on better. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a C is a fair result. Mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to go with the majority. I would, like I say, I would possibly go a little bit higher, but I'd, I'd, I'd have gone, I'd have gone C plus. General consensus is a C. Mm. Roughly, yeah. yeah. So you C with a little asterisk. Somewhere C star. Somewhere between C and the C plus. Star? <laughs> a C, but a stronger C than Alpha C. Merit. C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> C with distinction. <laughs> now, worst post rock album ever. <laughs> Let the talking begin. Oh, it's McLaren next. Um, gutted for Lando because he had a wheel gun problem at his pit stop, which mm-hmm. lost him three places. He'd have either been ahead of science or behind science. Um, it looks like he would have come out just behind science. No, I meant by the time the race mm. finished. Mm. Yeah, he would. Yeah. He would have. He would have been sixth on the yeah. pace that he had, which mm. would have been McLaren's best result since 2014. Yep. Yes, um, I, I'm quite happy to give McLaren a B for where they are. Let's talk about the race performance, though, because... Carlos Sainz, brilliant again. Yep. Yeah. He is one, sm- he is one smooth operator. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily a smooth singer. No. <laughs> Social media performance of the day for Formula One for um, putting the video of Sainz singing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you Very haven't funny. seen it, definitely find it. Yeah. And being told... Uh, it was a dodgy music channel. We all questioned him because Sainz jumped before he was pushed from Renault, we think. Yeah. Because it looked like he wasn't going to keep his seat at Renault. And then all of a sudden it was like, Sainz is a McLaren driver. And we thought, that's interesting. Mm. And then it was Sainz and Lando. It was like, okay, new lineup. Let's... Sainz dodged a big yellow bullet. Yeah, mm. he did. Yeah, massively. You don't have to move out of the way all that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... Um, it looked like it, it looked like it looked like you know science the you know the the wily old character Norris the rookie who's mm-hmm. how are they going to compare to each other where's the McLaren going to be it's McLaren's best season yep. for mm-hmm. a number of years it's mm-hmm. they're not at the front they're not fighting you know for race wins no when you, when you look how much they've improved from last year we used to talk about McLaren first yep. on the podcast we always work from back to front. And it was a it was a running joke for a couple of years yep. that we started the podcast with McLaren, and now they're best of the rest, and and that, got a, got a nice little gap as well. Yeah, that was the performance again this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, nobody put a foot wrong on track. Nope. And the only problem was a technical screw up in the pits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sainz passed Norris at well. the beginning, so that I think that put Norris on the back foot just a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit under pressure from he's, Kimi, but Kimi Raikkonen behind him. Um, he said in the pit that he was probably gave Sainz a little bit too much room, but he did it because it was his teammate. And I would now upgrade Lando from a bad starter to an inconsistent starter. Yeah, it's probably that's fair because sometimes he has good starts. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah his, fir- his yeah. first few. He lost something like 12 places in the first three races of the season. (laughs) He just needs to be a bit more aggressive off the start. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, a, it's it's a track where Lando's pretty good at because he uh, in F two last year, what was it? He went from nineteenth to second. Yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. Race. Um, I also think if it, he's been pretty unlucky too. Yeah, with like the wheel going with technical problems, yeah. brake fire. Yeah, I think if yeah, he would probably have been a podium sitter in Germany if he hadn't retired. Yeah, uh, I think if and I'd have been well better off, but. <laughs> uh, I think if he um, if he hadn't have had the te- the issues he's had so far this season, we'd be quite comfortably saying that they were the two best performing drivers. I think they are in a the team, moment, yeah. but I well, I, th- I think it just takes it away just because Lando's not got the points there that he probably should have. He's a, he's a bit behind science in the championship, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, it's his first year of Formula One. Yeah. If he's still doing this, maybe this time next year. Then... Beating him in head to head qualifying, which is mm-hmm. a positive sign. Oh yeah, 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 destroying him as well. If yeah. I think rightly, I had a good gap to science in qualifying and through the practice sessions yeah. as well. But at the end of the day, it comes down to where you finish in the race. Absolutely, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate that ninth... Saturday points count as much as winter points. Exactly, mm-hmm. which is just, it's unfortunate for now. Which is um, unfortunate that you know um, Lando finished ninth, but that's where he mm-hmm. finished. I wonder if it's a bit of the Johnny Herbert syndrome with Lando. Do you think he's going to have to shed some of the Smiley, jokeyness to uh, to sort of steal be himself a bit more a ruthless. Bit. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. It's it's hard to say because I think a lot of the problems that he's had have just been out of pure dumb luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah but well, but, I've, but no, how much even... pure dumb luck is given to the British driver who plays the fool a bit? Exactly. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even think it's as long as in ten years' luck. time we don't we don't get the Lando Norris story every five minutes yeah. in between in between the shows <laughs> on Sky. Yeah, he has because I has has science had one. DNF technical words. He, in Australia, he had the he, something caught fire. Yeah. Um, bear with me. Sean's doing the googling. Yes, because yeah. yes, because that was that was a big fire in Australia. It was. It yeah. was like coming out the airbox. Mm. Yeah. Which, um, mm. In Bahrain, he was classified nineteenth, but didn't finish. And then since then, he's finished every race. Yeah. So he's he just he's had a better rub when it comes to. Mm-hmm. Issues. Mm. Top six, five of the last, sorry, four of the last five races. What are we thinking? B, B minus. I think a B is, B. is, is good. Solid B. Straight up B. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I mean, the, the the best they could have hoped for would was to be, you know, cl- clear best of the rest. I they're think not, this is better than they could have hoped for. Uh, yeah, not, I mean, they've they've been consistently ahead of a Red Bull for yeah. the last four or yeah. five races now. That's okay, again, it's that dry, Red Bull, yeah, but yeah, it's the driver, isn't it? If not, you'd have offered them that at the start of the season to no. be ahead of a Red Bull, they, constantly. they appear they appear to be chasing Red Bull now. Yes, or chasing Red Bull, Ferrari, whatever happens to be in front mm-hmm. of them. They're chasing the top three yeah. rather than looking Trying behind Trying to stay ahead them. of everyone yeah. else. Just, yeah. just worth pointing out in the opening laps, the gap from Ferrari to McLaren that opened up was sizable and huge, huge yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Very quickly, there were 20 seconds between Leclerc and Sainz. By, by about 10 seconds, there was a between them. And yeah. let's not forget that, that uh, like Ferrari was Ferrari 30 seconds or a minute behind. It was a minute, a minute at one point. A minute, a minute at the end behind. of the race. So, the, so yeah. it's McLaren are nowhere near challenger for podiums and wins yet. Not yet. No, but they are but, cha- they are challenging for Formula 1.5. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the um, it's a million times better than where they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. I think a B is is, is, a, is a reasonable... Yeah. yeah. Slightly biased, perhaps, <laughs> view of McLaren, but no... <laughs> A plus star. 
I think it's fair. I think a B is a fair result. It would have been an A if they brought Jensen back. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, right, Ferrari next. Battle third, Leclerc fourth. Um, nice little battle between the two of them at the end. Yeah, and it looks like they actually kind of let them race a little bit. Didn't didn't tell Leclerc to move over. I think they did let them race. It's not that they mm-hmm. kind of let them race. They did let them race. It's Ferrari. There's always an element of suspicion. Now, even, even uh, when Seb finally got ahead of Leclerc at the end, he still fought him for that position. You know, yeah. He still had to overtake him. Yeah. But I still go, and people get mad at me for saying this, but uh, yet again, Sebastian Vettel proved that regardless of the love people seem to be garnering for Leclerc, 50-50 situations, you're going to go with Seb. Uh, yeah, totally different tyre strategies, much similar to mm. the to the Max Lewis situation where yeah. Leclerc's tyres were just completely gone. Vettel might have had a chance of catching him at the end mm. of the race, he, and he did. And once he, once he caught him, there was no defending. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think don't forget though, he did the, it in a shorter time though. He, you know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the I am most disappointed with Ferrari than I am out of any team mm. so far this year mm. in Formula 1 I agree uh, we yeah, were we... promised we were promised great things at the yeah. beginning of the season we... not, not necessarily by Ferrari but by people around Ferrari which makes it worse mm. there, it, there seemed to be this feeling didn't there that Is... they were actually going to be quicker than Mercedes yeah. Yeah. at the start of the season and it's just not happened no. we're going to have a real battle and what if Leclerc is better than Vettel? Yeah. Is Leclerc going to be world champion at the end of the year? He's clearly going to win races this year. Well, we're, we're over mm. half of his season. Still waiting to hear the Monegasque national anthem. They had and Ferrari won. haven't <laughs> fucking won a race. One, one race where they definitely should have won it. Bahrain. Yeah. And Canada? No, because Lewis was all over the back of him. He'd have, if it hadn't have been there, it would have been somewhere else. You can't, you can't say they almost won a race when Vettel had to go off the track to keep Lewis behind him. I don't think that was the car. I think that was um, Seb Vettel's pressure problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that, that's yeah. What, that's what I mean. But you can't see so you can't you can't say Vettel should have won that race when that happened. And yeah. we were looking like 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 a well like a preseason. We're looking like a team with two potential world champions. Yeah. in that team now, like two potential third place finishers. Yeah. Mm. Well, we have uh, we have this week's Binotto excuse for good, why good. Ferrari underperformed. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically comes down to the fact that the circuit was too slow for them because they oh. don't have the downforce. They don't have the downforce, but they do they have good straight line speed. You've been to that circuit before, though. You know how it acts. And the, car, just... the car is very aero-sensitive, and it doesn't work well in high downforce situations like it, like it is at Hungary. So th- the circuit wasn't quick enough. For them to be able to uh, be able to challenge and end up being a minute off the pace, now, so then which, which, is, which is near enough to a second a lap. When at, in which case, pace. in which case, then if they're throwing away all the high downfall circuits, they want to get rid of Singapore and they want to get rid of Japan, yeah, mm. and into Lagos. File that alongside Lewis's. I couldn't overtake Rosberg; he was going too slowly. <laughs> that was the way round. Mm. Rosberg couldn't overtake Lewis because he was going too slowly. Mm. I, can't, I can't remember which one. <laughs> yeah. One Mercedes couldn't overtake the other because the one in front wasn't going fast enough. Yeah. It's. Um, I think that about sums Ferrari's recent seasons up. I think so. I do I, I, Un- underperform when you're expected to perform, and then make a make an excuse at the end of it. I think they've got two races after the summer break 
which are their best chances this year of a yeah. win. Yeah. And Spa, then they've got four weeks to stew on it, so we'll inevitably Ferrari yeah, yeah, it up. Yeah. Spa and Monza. And we two. all know how well Monza went last year. Yeah, well, where they should have absolutely belted Mercedes. That fuck you lap by the Mercedes running side by side on the slow cool down lap last year was just... <laughs> yeah. Mm. It was psychologically damaging for Ferrari. And it was mm. hugely psychologically you know what? damaging. Ferrari's for Ferrari. big problem now is Sebastian Vettel. Red Bull. Yeah, Red Bull. I, I, don't, I don't think it's just just Sebastian Vettel because I think Leclerc looked bang average all of a sudden. Again, he's one who's kind of blown hot and cold. There's been the odd race where you can see him winning it, and then strategy goes tits up. I think he's been overrated. Mm. And then you get races like Monaco yeah. where just ah oh, pressure. Yeah, put it in a wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think. He's just he's sh- as good as Vettel then. Mm-hmm. He should have won a race. Don't get me wrong. I, I, mm-hmm. I won't take that away from him. But well, oh sorry, he should have been able to race for for for, for the race. You don't you don't know what would have happened come come the end of it, uh, especially with the tire problems that Ferrari have had all the way through the season. But uh, it doesn't look like a world champion. Like people are saying that Ferrari also they should go all in with Leclerc and treat him as the future of Ferrari. He doesn't look like. A team leading driver. Well, no, they've, they've treated him as the future of Ferrari by putting him in a yeah. Ferrari after just one year, while he's still twenty, what, twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, yeah. That that's not their usual. Leclerc. Yeah, he's like twenty two. Yeah. Is he twenty two? But what I'd argue is because I, I think for the for this Sebastian Vettel and uh, Lewis Hamilton and Pierre, uh, not no, not Pierre, Gasly, Max Verstappen and Max Verstappen <laughs> are perfect benchmarks of this because. The, although I was sceptical about Max Verstappen at first, and I was never sceptical of how fast he was, it was just how crashy he appeared to be. He's maturing yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, in the same way as Lewis and in the same way as Sebastian Vettel, you could see there was something a bit special about him. And I think I think you can see it instantly with drivers. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in the um, slow burn world champion. Yeah, I know people bring... Like button up in, the, in those things, but I think when people bring button up, they forget the fact that he looked fucking special in that Williams in his first year. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I don't think Leclerc looks like a special driver. I think he does. He does on occasion, and sometimes the car lets him down. Sometimes. Yeah, but not potential the, world champion special. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think he should be nerfed out of Formula One. By no, any no, God, no. Um, I, I think he's. I think he's. Future talent gone to Ferrari too soon. Things to Ferrari too soon. Yeah, I mean, I at the beginning of the season was like, well, what if Leclerc puts the manners on Vettel and mm. and you know, it totally num- totally number two's Vettel yeah. and this Ferrari is really good. Leclerc could be winning the world championship at if, the end of the year. If it, Leclerc was a world championship contender, he would be putting the manners on Vettel because Vettel is a fifty percent of the driver that he was in Red Bull. That's a fair statement to make. So if if Leclerc is a bit behind Vettel or on pace with Vettel, he's on pace with a wounded ex-world champion. Yeah, and th- as I said before, Ferrari at the Hungaro ring was a perfect sum-up of Ferrari's first half of the season. Mm-hmm. They're nowhere near the front where they thought they should be, but they're also they're also just ahead. You know, they're comfortably ahead of the rest of the pack, but they're still nowhere near Mercedes and now Red Bull, or a Red Bull, yeah. is mixing it with the... And a Red Bull driver is now second in the championship. Yep. I'm going to... 
I'm I throwing think, it out. Second, I think no, he's five, five he is points. Third. It's By five, five oh, points. Oh, right, I think. Okay. I'm chucking it out there first. Ooh. Okay. F minus. Whoa. F. It's an F for me. F minus because they looked like they were going to be challenging for world championship. And they're failing. And they don't look like they can challenge for like a race win coffees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. F for me as well. I think I think I have to agree with the F. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's a great deal of Straight up F. Straight mm. F. Straight F. Most disappointing team by yeah. far. F must try well, harder. See me. Listen, Italy just turned off. Um, <laughs> Are we big in Italy? Goodbye, goodbye both of you. Big in Italy. Well, no, I don't know but if we're what, big but, in Italy, but I mean, the Ferrari, we, we do have Ferrari fans who listen, and I'm, 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 they, I imagine they're as fr- f- similarly frustrated. Yeah, pretty much yeah. what I was going to say. Um, I want Ferrari to win a race. I want Ferrari to give us a championship challenge. They are not capable of it, and nope. that makes me a little bit mad because I like watching racing. I like as many teams as possible to get involved in with the racing. And instead, all we've seen, but we were saying yesterday, is the championship done? Which was the summer break. Is the championship done? Yeah, of course it's done. There's championships only used to be won in Hungary when there were sixteen races in a season. Yeah, yeah. Mansell <laughs> in '92, Schumacher in '04 when yeah. it was seventeen races. Max Verstappen is. I mean, because what is he sixty points behind? About sixty points. Uh, it's sixty-two between um, uh, Hamilton and Bottas, and I've just double-checked. It's uh, seven between Bottas and Verstappen, so that'll be seventy. Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Yeah. And Lewis has already had the howl of a howler of a race, mm. which you think he would have, and Verstappen won that race. So he Verstappen needs him to have at least two more complete howlers. At least to, to get himself in to and get be consistently in to ahead of Mercedes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I mean, the last four races he has more points than anyone. Yeah, yeah. he is the he is in the moment. I think summer has possibly definitely come at the wrong the, time for him. He's mm. definitely the informed driver, Very yeah. Much. Uh, with with the informed car, you know, mm-hmm. Red Bull and the Honda package is working really, really well for Max Verstappen. Um, but for, when it's when it's supposed to be Ferrari that that are challenging for world championships, I think his they're just not. No. I think Vet, um, not Vettel. Can I keep Max me drivers off? I think Max's <laughs> big problem going through the rest of the year is what we're going to talk about in the silly season thing. I think that might upset the apple cart a little bit mm. for him. But on on the race performance this weekend, um, Red Bull caught out by Mercedes. Caught out. Good pole. Hamilton probably should have been second on the grid if he hadn't fucked his middle first sector up. Mm. But them's the brakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we may as well do sort of the race review for the top two teams at the same time because it all kind of mixes in. Yeah, um, and well, also Gasly. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, all right, we'll, all right. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do Gasly and Bottas, and yeah. then we'll talk about the front. Yeah. Um, start starting with Gasly. God, he went backwards from the start again. He didn't qualify well, and no. then he didn't race well. He was overtaken <laughs> by pretty much. Every, he was overtaken by two McLarens and an Alfa Romeo at the start. Yeah, he's uh, not even putting that car where it deserves to go. Do you I, know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you, you can get an underperforming driver that can still get positions because mm-hmm. they're in a good car. He went through a phase, didn't he, where he was sixth for like a little run, and yeah. he was always well off fifth, but he was at least being sixth well, in this battle. Well, he was sixth in this race. Teams. The problem is there was a McLaren in front of him, mm-hmm. and any other driver in that Red Bull will have caught and passed that McLaren. Yeah. yeah. He did not for the whole race. Science stayed ahead of him. Well, I thought, um, how, how far was he behind the leaders in the end? 
overlap. Oh, he got lapped. He got, he got lapped, didn't they? Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I thought um, he. I, I thought he'd at least, like you say, stay in that sixth position. Because I even nicknamed the idea of that like fastest lap point. I thought that was yeah. going to end up being the Gasly point because he was <laughs> yeah. that far ahead of the midfield, mm-hmm. but he wasn't challenging. They might as well throw a set of softs on him at the end of the race. Mm. And he's not even in position to get the extra point. No, I think twice I think he's done that. And yeah. then since then, he's just he fallen lost, back. He lost Max Verstappen that race. By not being a rear by gunner. Not, by not being mm-hmm. up there with yeah. him. Because, yeah, I mean, Verstappen, Verstappen, his tyres were going off towards the end. He needed a wingman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're my eyes, Goose. Oh, sorry, I'm looking in the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Knowing it, as, as you were saying earlier, Lee, if that was Danny Ricciardo, you know, he'd have been second, third. You know, yeah. They wouldn't have had the free pit stop to make Mercedes. And then on to the other number two driver in the top team, another nightmare for Bottas. Bottas was... He was okay off the start, got side by side with Hamilton, but made two mistakes in the mm-hmm. first two corners. He he outbraked himself in the first corner, and Hamilton noticed it last second. I thought he was going to cream into the side of yeah. Hamilton. Yeah, so I thought I. they and were both gone. So yeah. then Hamilton went right. Okay, well I didn't get around you that in turn one. I'll go around you in turn two, mm-hmm. and then Bottas did exactly the same thing in turn two. Yeah. Now I thought the I thought that they touched going through turn three. They didn't. Bottas sort of just twitched out of the yeah, way slightly. Yeah. And it was then it, he was then so off with away with the fairies somehow coming out of turn three. I think it was the twitch. I think because he had to avoid contact with Hamilton. I think it completely took any forward momentum off and got it going up that and hill. And Leclerc then went past him, and then but but weirdly, Charles Leclerc just kind of drifted into Bottas. I, and that <laughs> was from weird. It that wasn't was strange. It wasn't even a it wasn't even a drift when you look at it. It was a full on dink. Well, he yeah. just sort of just, just slowly comes into Bottas' yeah. path and just takes his front wing off. He looked, like, he looked like he was understeering while he was going straight. Yeah. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't look into that more. I think they probably only didn't because it was the first lap and you get a little bit more leeway, don't yeah, you? Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, this is this was another good, good race to show just how inconsistent the mm. stewards are. And Mercedes clearly wanted Bottas to come in as soon as possible to switch on to... Uh, you know, switch that front wing because they knew they were going to be losing significant amounts yeah. of downfall. Bottas waited six laps until Leclerc was like nearly ten seconds ahead. Although of him. Mercedes came out every lap, yeah. well, because well, they, they wanted, were because they wanted Bottas him. to pit, and Bottas I, refused th- to pit. Did he refuse, or or did they keep cancelling him, and we didn't hear it? Well, why but, were they? They, they, but, they kept sending their men out into the pit. Yeah, they, they might have been sending them out, and then someone's calling them back in and out and in and out and in. And well, out I in. did tell. But if yeah, but if they, if they do that, the team leaves, themse- leaves themselves open to a penalty because you're not meant to do that. Yeah, but given under the um, given the fact that it's a safety thing, and they they, they would have got away with it because they could have said, "Well, look, we weren't sure how how dangerous that wing was, and we didn't know whether we could leave them out or not." Uh, I think you'd be you'd be pretty harsh to give anyone a penalty for that. They were yeah. a team penalty and not a driver penalty, so you're probably yeah. looking probably looking at a fine. fine well, yeah. in the end, they ended up penalising Bottas even worse because I think if it was a team decision, were they looking for a gap to feed him back into because he fed out last anyway? Yeah. So it it, it didn't matter. Well, what was it? Um, what was it when he came out the pits? He was 12 seconds behind Kubica. 16. Was it? Six? Oh, yeah, 16, which lasted four laps. Four yeah. laps. He was four laps later. He passed Kubica. Yeah. That's so, not good. No. And then, and then, but he didn't keep that momentum up for the rest of the, the race. But then the team said, um, they told him over the radio, 
you should be able to f- you should finish sixth yeah. if everything plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but they stopped him again towards the end of the race. Yeah, but I think that was um, that was part of the plan as well. I think they I, I think they had another pit stop in mind because mm-hmm. I did, don't think that they could have actually run the hards mm-hmm. for all of the well, race. Been six, Sixty-one laps. I, I don't even think Hamilton's stop was um, like a throw, roll of the dice. I think that was a strategy that they hadn't informed Hamilton of. I, I think, yeah, I think it was probably on like a, a sheet somewhere. Yeah, yeah. This is plan A, plan, and that because, was maybe C or D. Because when you look at the drop-off, and they, they kept talking about Max Verstappen's tyres beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, I think that was one that was kept in the back pocket if people's tyres were going off. Yeah. Because it it was it seemed obvious when, when Mercedes pitted Lewis and you started seeing what was going on with tyres around him, it seemed like an obvious thing that these drivers weren't going to make it to the end of the race. Mm. Bottas probably helped that in a way as well because they'd obviously then had a car out for quite a chunk of time on the hards yep. and thought, oh, that's not going well. Yeah, yeah. That's and, not going to last well on the other car either. And then, then of course, they had the, uh, they had the time in hand over Ferrari. Mm-hmm. So they were, going to, they were still going to retain the track position mm-hmm. at the end of the pit stop. Which is how it works. So yeah, I think I think you're right. There were variables, and they all just fell into place for but that perfectly. Yeah. Here's one though: if if Max and Lewis were over, what, what do we say? Was it a minute ahead of the Ferraris? I'm sure when when Verstappen pitted, I think it was 59 seconds. Yeah. With that pace, does that not suggest? Yeah, I think Leclerc was the next driver to be to yeah. be lapped. Mm-hmm. Does that not suggest, though, if the Mercedes in Lewis Hamilton's had had that pace, that if it was Lewis Hamilton that had had that problem, he would have been on the back of the Ferraris, if not got himself back onto the podium? Yeah, yeah quite probably. possibly. I mean, before was it before Germany or before Silverstone? Toto Wolff said that he's, Bottas had a couple of races to, to mm-hmm. show us what he can do. It was, if, it, if, if it was these two Hungary, races, it's not been a great display. Really, a huge mistake it? in Germany. Yeah, uh, which ended in a DNF. Um, under extenuating circumstances, fair enough. But and then two mistakes in the first two corners, which ruined essentially ruined his race. Um, in Hungary, he's. Not, I think he's not sitting pretty. He's he's got to be, he's got to be right on it as soon as the break is over, unless Mercedes have already made that decision. Because somebody, I think they made that decision. Somebody yeah. on Sky, uh, I can't remember who it was, said that um, Mercedes are making the decision over the summer break, and Bottas will be informed. Yes, bef- uh, before at, or on before Spa. before yeah. or after the the race weekend in Belgium. Yeah. I th- I think it'll be announced before what's going on because I think they need to do it as well for Ocon's sake because obviously I think Ocon, Ocon's got opportunities he, elsewhere yeah. if so, he's not going to Mercedes. Yeah, but I don't think. Uh, are, are we going to dip into silly season now? Well, let's well, let's give let's grades. Finish, still, finish still, the need, still need to do some grades, and we've got predictions, our prediction results to talk yeah. about okay, as well. Cool. Um, we'll get that. But um, we haven't we haven't really spoken about Lewis's. Performance after the second stop, I think it was and the way that he hunted mm-hmm. him down. You stuck a poll on Twitter earlier yeah. about could anyone else do it? Mm-hmm. Have you got the results of that? I can get the results for. Was it, it wasn't it if Max could do it? Yeah. It, well, it, it was. Yeah, it was if Max could do it. Where's Would Max have done it the other way round? Hunted Hamilton down like Hamilton hunted Verstappen down. <clears throat> Keep listening. There, there, there's I was other say, things going on. For <laughs> Red Bull uh, over the first half of the season, I would give them an A minus. I don't. It, it's been it's been a good, yeah. strong season. Better the, than the, expected. I, better. I would go A minus slash D. Really? <laughs> a minus for Verstappen. D for Gasly. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> the, the car is good. The car is good. 
my, my poll was uh, could Max have done this, done what Lewis did in the same situation and the options were no way man yes Max attack or Lewis Hamilton tyre doctor equals no drop off um, I personally think that in that situation Lewis Hamilton tyre doctor Lewis Hamilton's tyres wouldn't have dropped off as much as Max and mm. he'd have still won the race uh, I also think when you watched Lewis chase down Max Verstappen it was obvious how much better at getting through traffic Lewis Hamilton is to Max Verstappen so well what was it the um, who was it that got held up behind trying to lap I think it was Perez Mm. Um, Verstappen took about two seconds. It was he lost two seconds. I think it was uh, it was about eight corners before yeah. Verstappen managed to get past, and then Lewis just breezed past in his way in his corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he I think essentially he overtook him without giving Perez the chance to get to let him through. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we had thirty three percent thought uh, Max couldn't do what Lewis did. Fifty eight percent thought Max could do it. And nine percent thought what I thought that Lewis's tyres would have been. That would I think I think the best the best answer to that. I can't remember. You have to have a look who tweeted the reply. But somebody said yes, Max could do it, but I don't think the Red Bull could have. That was Cammy uh, Cammy Hutton, and I don't. I, I read that. I didn't reply to it because I thought we'd talk about it on the podcast. Um, I don't understand that idea because it's always been Red Bull, which were the racier strategy guys. Mm. So I, I think well, I think Red Bull are perfectly capable of doing, of making that call to put Max in. The only thing was that there was no, they couldn't have. Max's tires were going off worse than Lewis's. Yeah. Um, they pit, they pit Max. Lewis has still got better tires. It's fresh, a lose lose. Fresh tires because didn't he? Have, was his tires eight laps younger? Did he stay up for an extra eight laps? I want to say six. on the hard tires. Yeah, eight, I think Lewis's were. The difference was eight laps, I think. I think I think it was. So he had eight, eight laps fresher tyres than what than what Max didn't couldn't get to finish mm-hmm. the race on. So he probably wouldn't have had to stop again. You know, um, he'd have had a twenty plus second lead, as well as Max getting through the traffic. Yeah. The traffic. I I think if they'd have pitted Max, I just don't think he'd have been able to get up to Lewis. I think if the roles were reversed, no. But I mean, red. Red Bull got out strategized. No, but they, they, they didn't. Time, definitely. Be, because of they the situation, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because they couldn't, they, there was no other option. I, I'd agree that they got out strategized if there was something else that they could yeah. do. That and strategy just wasn't an option for them. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it wasn't there for them. I still, I still think they had, a, um, they had a chance to lap after. Lewis Pitts, tell Max to push for a lap, then pit him. That's the only thing you'd think, but I. Lewis was so fast at that point of the race, and I think the the circuit stopped Lewis getting past. Uh, he was too polite with Max the first time we tried to pass. Uh, he even said himself he probably could have been a bit more aggressive, but he's got a championship to win. Um, they knew what they had pace-wise, because yeah. Lewis was sitting two seconds behind Max, and he radioed in saying, just tell me when you want me to close in on him. Yeah. Mm. So they, they had a bag of time in the bag there, a bag of time. The the reason Lewis, right, they they fucked Lewis, to be perfectly honest, to start with, because they left him out too long. As it turns out, it, it worked better for him the way the tyres were going. But he lost a big chunk of time that he made. It was about six seconds he yeah, came yeah. out But he made behind. it up instantly. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It, was, it was just gone. I, I think sooner, sooner or later on younger tyres, even if they hadn't stopped Lewis, 
he'd have got past. Yeah. As it was, I just think it was a fucking brilliant drive. But what, what I'm saying is Red, Red Bull had one, one opportunity, the, the lap after Hamilton pitted, yeah, but to I bring Verstappen in. But they wouldn't have won the race because Lewis was quicker. They had mm. the quicker car. Mm. So they'd have pitted, they'd have pitted Max. Yeah. They'd have still Lewis been behind have, Lewis. Yeah, would have undercut him. Yeah. yeah. There was also, there was quite a, f- we've talked about Lando Norris already, but that wasn't the only pit stop where something got stuck. And no, quite was, a lot of pit stops went yeah. wrong. They yeah. think because yeah, of temperature. Yeah. So if you've got such a marginal time, you can guarantee mm. that's the pit stop that yeah. you get something yeah. jamming on and you lose three or four seconds. And well, even, Lu- even Lewis's pit stop when he put the hards on, wasn't it? It wasn't slick, was it? Was it was about four yeah. seconds or something, yeah, like, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Red Bull's grade then, I think an A- minus is a... Is yeah, I think, the, I think the, A minus is fair. Definitely for the Verstappen side of the garage. A, a just, minus. Just for the car and the team yeah. in general. You know? A minus or B plus because I don't think we can... I, I don't think you can grade Red Bull and not consider Gasly in the situation. I think I, he's losing them points and he's losing the marks. Marks, yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think a B plus because we still don't know. That's not unfair. B plus is... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, we still don't know whether the... This is the rise of Red Bull where they're going to start challenging Mercedes or it's just a false dawn. A couple of races where they've been on it. A false dawn. Maybe where it's, it's their turn for a false dawn this season. Ferrari have had enough for the last few years. Yeah, <laughs> false dawn where Max is just, excuse the pun, maximizing everything that he's got. Uh, and when he can't maximise it, then you know the car's not quite there. But B plus, I, th- I think that's fair. Everyone yeah. else, yeah. Okay yeah. That? That's also a great name for a sex doll. What? A false dawn. <laughs> 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 and what mark do we give Mercedes moving swiftly on? Six dollar out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna gotta be an A, hasn't it's, it? I think it's got to be. I yeah. think yeah, I mean, realistically. Is it the, ten, Hamilton, ten race wins in twelve. Yeah, yeah. Hamilton yeah. eight out of twelve. Yeah. Bottas wins races when Hamilton doesn't, apart from the ones where he crashes. Apart from the ones where he doesn't. <laughs> Except for the ones where Verstappen We can't give him an A plus because it's not been it's not been It's not been perfect. perfect. Yeah. It would no. it would it would have to be twelve out of twelve for it to be an A plus. Yeah. Um, I think I, I which think is it, almost impossible I think it's the same for both Mercedes and Hamilton I think they both deserve an A no mm-hmm. each and uh, I just I just want to put I just want to start just to say as well the count I said this yesterday when, when Hamilton crossed the line the countdown is now on Hamilton is now 10 race wins away yeah. from equaling Schumacher's how many 91. races are left uh, ten. ten. He can te- he technically equal it. Equal it. He could. It would be a massive undertaking to win ten races. <laughs> he's good in the second half of the season as Lewis yeah. Hamilton, but I don't think he's quite going to win every race. Tell you what, Verstappen if, wins Mexico though, doesn't purely, he? That's his but, thing. Yeah, yeah. Purely <laughs> because dumb luck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not going. He's just not going to win every no, race. No. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sticking. That's just fine. Sticking you crack on. on Instagram. Mm. Yeah. No. Next year, next year, I say Lewis Hamilton takes that record. Because yeah, I would, would think, yeah. I would say Lewis wins at least five of the last ten races, and that would put him on like eighty six, maybe eighty seven yeah. by the time you know. And then as soon as that's done and dusted, we can say, well, when's he going to get a hundred wins? In it could be next probably the year, year after. Yeah. Yeah. That could be next year. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I, he, said, I said Sunday. I reckon he can do it in Monaco. Yeah, he looks like he looks like he's going to get a hundred pole positions yeah. next year. Um, he's already on something like 80, mm. 86 pole positions, that something like that. Right. Yeah. It, I I also think that race in Hungary, given um, like because Red Bull did technically do everything right. I think you know they they did everything right to get Max where he was, but yeah. you know uh, he's he he proved that the 
the torch isn't ready to be passed on yet. Yeah. And uh, you have at least, I think, another couple of years of Lewis being the guy to beat. You know, the top five drivers of wins of all time. You know, Senna's now fifth in all-time yep. drivers. 41 wins. Mm-hmm. Prost with 51, which looked unbeatable yeah. at one point in time. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, fi- imagine that. 50 I mean, we have more races one. now, but even so. We do, yeah. but 51 wins. He's still fourth on the mm-hmm. all-time list. Vettel is third with 52. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Hamilton is second on 81. Well, I, I think like the fact that Schumacher's record is going to be beaten because you I can accept... Well, it's within sight. Yeah, but I can accept um, like Prost and Senna's records going because there are like, much Different more eras, than totally, races, yeah. yeah. But Schumacher era, there were still a few races. Yeah. Oh, what was it, 19 race seasons then? So, 17, 18, 19, 19, 19. Yeah. So we were still... It wasn't like we were on like 14 race seasons or no, anything no, no, like no. that. Yeah. So, but I, I can't believe that that Michael Schumacher's championship record and win record can be broken in my lifetime. I I would have thought that would outlive me, and it could go next. Well, the the equal cha- equal championships could go next year if Hamilton does the same isn't, thing. Isn't again. it equal this year? No, it would be six this year. Oh, is it? So equal next year? Scary thought. Crazy. Uh, right, heroes and villains. Ferrari, the villains. Drivers of the driver of the day for Dri- anyone. Driver of the day. I, I think said, it has to be Hamilton. Hamilton. I said Carlos yeah. Sainz. Carlos Sainz is I, a good alternate option. Honorable, yeah. Definite honourable mention. And I said at the time on Sunday, driver of the day is whoever wins this battle towards the end. Yeah. Verstappen for holding Lewis off, or Lewis for making up that gap. I Lewis think, made Lu- up the yeah. gap. I, I think it's it's not just even if people say, oh well, he's got the car or he's got the tires. It's the idea of coming out twenty seconds behind somebody, twenty uh, having twenty laps left, mm-hmm. and having the self belief like to when keep they going. Schumacher out, wasn't it? Do you remember Schumacher yeah. in his twenty qualifying laps to, yeah, beat, yeah. to beat Hackenden at Hungary? Well, I, I said uh, on Twitter it's it, it was going to be the last five laps, and it most definitely was. You know, mm. it's, it, it was those last five laps that won the race. But it's the fact that if he'd have, if he hadn't have like backed himself to just keep pumping those fastest laps in fastest mm-hmm. laps in if his head would have dropped and he'd have like he would he wasn't pushing max would have still won the race yeah you know it i, I was i think it's maybe lewis hamilton's most impressive win it's definitely up there mm. it was it was impressive yeah, yeah. Villa- and- villains any other than ferrari Ooh, um bottas not really not a villain, really just villain. just. I mean, yeah, you can look at sort of Bottas and Gasly, but did they just not really have any effect rather than villainy as such? Mm. Um, I'm I'm going to throw a left field one out here. Ralph Boschung. Oh, for dumping a pile dump, of shit. Dumping half his engine contents on the track in turn four during the first F2 race. Wasn't this fun? <laughs> Monumentally bollocksing up qualifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, to be fair, I think it's one of the reasons we gave a good race, and it's yet yeah, a slightly n- smushy grid. Actually, 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 it's a mechachrome engine that got dumped all over the place. And yeah. that, Flavio Briatore, that's it's, his company. Oh, he's usually a villain, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. yet another reason why the idea of getting rid of some of the practice sessions is a good idea. So the villain was F1. The villain was, was FP2. Because it was boring as fuck. Because no one went out. To, no one went out no. because it was wet, and they knew it wasn't going to be wet on Saturday, and but they knew it wasn't going to be again, wet on Sunday. We didn't have an FP two. No, we had a fifteen-minute FP three. Was it? 
no, no, it was... Uh, it was 50 minutes. 50 minutes, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, like... FP1, hardly any running. Everyone went into where went into qualifying not really knowing where they were. Well, they, we they had, did it all in FP3. We had one of the best qualifying sessions of the year, and we had yeah. a great race. Yeah. Sack fucking practice Sack session. Friday's off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just have a slightly longer FP, what is now FP3. Yeah. And, you know, because everybody seemed to tune it in, dial it in quite well, quite mm-hmm. quickly. Mm. And the order wasn't upset, really, was it? Let's nope. be honest. A um, couple, of, couple of drivers out of position, but that was the mm. way that they performed during qualifying themselves. I'm talking, yeah. so I'm talking in, Ricardo. Yeah, Ricardo. Ricardo and Perez. So if we're going to put the... T- sorry, Paul, I'm moving your phone. If, if we're going to put the teams in grade order, mm-hmm. at the back is Ferrari with the only F. Then we, Haas margin... People aren't going to like that. <laughs> I don't care if they don't like it. It's the truth. Yeah. Uh, Haas are marginally in front of them with an E... So we're saying that Haas have done marginally better than Ferrari, purely because Ferrari's expectations were so high. A- anything connected to Ferrari, apart from Alpha, is <laughs> fucked. Yep, basically. And then we've got Renault on a D minus, and then Racing Point and Williams on a D. Purely, Williams are only are only on a D because of development. R- yeah, literally D for development. D for development. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Alfa Romeo on a C, Toro Rosso on a C asterisk. <laughs> C, C distinction. Yeah. C merit, I think you call it, didn't you? Uh, McLaren. C merit. C merit run. Run merit run. <laughs> the top three teams uh, then. I want to change my top. vote. No. I think Ferrari get a C. Why? A C of misery and disappointment. <laughs> Go on, top um, three. Top three Big teams. Moment. McLaren, B. Red Bull B plus and Mercedes A because they've almost had a faultless season. Yeah, mm. and I, McLaren are the most improved from last year. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah str- str- struggling to get into Q three to running fifth and sixth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's definitely most improved. Um, right, how did we do on the predictions? Not well. well I got three points. Let's have a you? look. All I the can, right I drivers. Can never remember, you know. No, I just say what comes into my head. Uh, and then. All, all the right drivers in all the wrong places. Yep. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> People who aren't here. Dan went for Leclerc, Verstappen, and Bottas and got himself three points. Uh, guest predictor was Marcel Strike from the Netherlands, who didn't go for a Verstappen win. He went for a Hamilton win. Verstappen second, Bottas third. Six, Six points. points. Well done, Marcel. And actually beat everyone here. Yep. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, Lee, you had a Verstappen win, Vettel second, and Bottas third. Not good. Two points. Sean, yours was a Verstappen win, Leclerc second, Hamilton third. Two points. Chris, Verstappen win, Vettel second, Hamilton third. Three points. <laughs> all the right drivers, all the wrong places. <laughs> Not necessarily in the right order. <laughs> and mine was a Verstappen win, Vettel second, Leclerc third, so two points for me. So as we go into the summer break, I'm on 44, Dan's on 38, Lee are on 36, Chris 35, Guest predictors thirty four and Sean bringing up the rear with twenty nine. I'm gonna have to start doing like you, you are gonna Lando have to have a, Norris podium. You're gonna have to have a racing po- racing point of a second half yeah. of the season. Yeah. Um, more predictions to come in four weeks. Four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Good well, three Lord. weeks for predictions. Yes. Three weeks for predictions. Three three weekends without any Formula One. I'm no, okay with that. No, I'm not. Tell you what, let's let's have some uh, let's have some wild speculation. Yes. Well, we've already spoken a little bit about the team, so let's just just 
breeze over some silly season stuff. Well, mm. the, actually, yeah. the, the, the first thing is the 2021 regulations, which is a favourite oh, subject. Oh, that's even sillier, isn't and it? Jesus. it looks like they're not going to happen in 2021 now. Because the teams have started arguing again. Does that mean we stop calling them the 2021 regulations? No, because it's funnier that okay. way. Okay. The, they're not. They're not going to be done in 2021 because there was a meeting on Thursday, I think it was, of all the teams to sort of clarify some of the things for 2021. And then Mattia Bonotto and Christian Horner decided to say, "Look, we need to know why are we changing everything. We need to know what direction we're actually trying to go in before we try and start changing things." Because you're literally changing everything on the car, from the tires to the aero to the engines to like, there's nothing going to be the same. Not a single thing carrying over from now to 2021 regulations. Well, the, the, t- the tires are going to be the same because it's 18-inch um, wheels from next year. Yeah, but from now, yeah, until oh, from, from now, yeah. from now, yeah, yeah, from nothing carrying over from now into uh, to 2021. So, um. Matteo Bonotto and Christian Horner think that throwing it all up in the air and seeing where it lands is not the right way to go. And I can kind of see where they're going with that. It depends how good the team that are putting these rules together are. McLaren team boss, Andrea Seidel, uh, quite angrily, apparently, said, look, just tell us what the fucking rules are and we'll build the car to that spec. Seidel is now my new god. All <laughs> worship yeah. Seidel. That's, I think that's kind of a lot of feeling towards the regulations. Just yeah. make a decision and then people can get on you with it. You have bloody done with it. You have an apostle in me, Mr. Seidel. <laughs> so, yeah, Andrea Seidel not siding her with um, Horner and Bonato and Mercedes keeping quite quiet on things. I think we all know why. Yeah, Mercedes are quite happy with how things are. They don't want things to change because they're favourably winning um, at the moment. I still wouldn't guarantee a F1 style, there's your rules guys, and it being the sidle style thing. Mm. If, the, if the 2021 rules, oh, to be perfectly honest, if the, if new rules are ever going to come into Formula One and we're going to get this big refresh of Formula One, it's going to have to be that way. It the teams, be a big are, the refresh, teams are yeah. never going to uh, agree on things. No, well, this is exactly why, you know, and then the, the debate was then raging about, well, do the teams have too much say? We've said all along the teams Absolutely. have got too much say. Mm-hmm. It, there's one team still with a bloody veto on any new rule that comes in. And they that? keep Auto- vetoing the attempts to get rid of it. Automatically, <laughs> that is the teams having too much say. Well, luckily enough, that veto will go in 2021. There's no, there's no way when they draw up new Concord agreements but that that's going to be a thing. Will still be in it. Yeah. But I think the whole rules package is part and parcel with the new Concord agreement. And what is looking more and more likely at the moment is it's going to be a one-year extension to the current terms. Maybe. I yeah. have to be honest. I don't see Ross Braun taking the amount of shit that previous people in charge of uh, rulemaking at Formula One um, will have taken. Uh, so he, I, I can actually see Ross Brown going. No, I've worked too hard on this. This is what it's going to be. Yeah. Or this is. This and he is also or, understands or the politicking with teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he's yeah. done it from he's the inside it. himself. Yeah. You know, he's, and he's employed a team of people to find loopholes in his own rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's also Formula One. You've got to think that Formula One and the shareholders of Formula One are going to be sat around a board meeting going, "Look, lads, we have told the people watching this sport." That 2021 is going to be a big refresh of Formula One. You make this fucking happen, yeah? Because Formula One is going to look ridiculous to its fans. Yeah. Yeah. If this mm-hmm. doesn't happen. We've seen the renderings of the cars. They look great. Yeah. Yep. They look they look fantastic. That's the it's the right time to do this because if they don't do it, 
then it's going to start looking like an ancient fucking motorsport. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, it, it is about time they uh, kicked themselves up the ass. How long have I been saying when we've been talking about what should go on with Formula One that if you take like just Johnny off the street that doesn't really watch Formula One and you show him a 2007 Arrows and you show him a Mercedes, he's going to look at those two cars. Apart from the halo, if you just rip Photoshop the halo out of it, he's going to look at those two cars and think there is no reason why they shouldn't be racing on a track together. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's how little evolution it's had. Yeah, you might say, oh yeah, they look a bit more different. The Mercedes has got looks like it's got yeah, a bit more of this and a bit more of that. That's obviously a better car. Is that car at the back of the grid? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, that would be, that would be the only difference. Yeah. Um, one thing that you've not written down on here, twenty two race calendar for next season is looking like it's going to happen because the teams well, voted for it. Well, yeah, they, they've well no, they haven't voted for it. They voted <laughs> well, for it in principle. The teams have mm, the they teams haven't have agreed it. to it. And they've agreed to vote. <laughs> they, no, they've agreed to it in principle because um, Claire Williams in particular says that it comes with massive caveats um, it, it's going to be if it if it goes through it'll be two three day tests at the start of the season next year instead of two four day tests and the, there's another conversation happening about what to do with the engines because at the moment Renault and Honda are not making their engine uh, power units last 21 races. So if they make it 22 races, Renault and Honda suppliers, uh, as manufacturers, as manufacturers want to increase to four yeah. uh, per season. But Mercedes and Ferrari have turned around and said, no, because we're looking at increasing the calendar and keeping it the same anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's no point in increasing the power units if, if we're going to get four power units for a 24 race calendar post-2021. So there's an argument there which means it may not happen. Do you know what I don't understand about Formula One? Is the politics? Apart from the politics, <laughs> every other type of technology, because like, I, I know the engines get like upgrades and stuff all through the yeah. year, but they are essentially, from the hybrid era, the engines we've got now are essentially the same spec of engines, aren't they? With no craziness done to them. Yeah, they are yeah. still They're the same sort of six yeah. component. They're, yeah, yeah. Be, it's just V6 hybrid turbos. Intermental, in, in, intermental upgrades. Incremental. Um, yeah, yeah. That, I couldn't even say upgrades. Um, <laughs> Made a little bit better, th- better than, than the last than the, version. Than the last version. Uh, every other technology in the world that you just give upgrades to becomes lighter, faster, better, and more importantly, cheaper. Harder, faster, stronger. Yeah, why? Why doesn't Formula One follow this way? Why are Why are engines still expensive? Shouldn't a Formula One engine now, after being like if this spec for so long, be X amount of millions cheaper to produce than the first spec one? I think they are cheaper to produce. It's just that the manufacturers still sell them at the overinflated prices to yeah. make up for the amount of R&D, R&D mm-hmm. that yeah. went into them. Yep. It was kind of kind of a rhetorical question, but yeah, I uh, I just think it's it's crazy they're ripping the teams off. Yeah. And they they're stifling the sport with the prices of these engines. It this, was it. this is this is why you get a case of Ferrari definitely at the moment dictating one of the seats in Alfa Romeo. Yeah. You know, you can have a seat and uh, uh, we'll reduce the prices of your engines. Um, were Mercedes doing that with Force India when they put Ocon in the car? Yeah, I think they backed themselves into an awful corner because nobody, 
uh, watches Formula One and goes, "Oh, isn't it good the um, like like what they're trying to do to help like, reduce emissions?" Nobody, nobody watches Formula One and is impressed by the fact they've gone a bit green in the same way as nobody watches uh, IndyCar and goes, oh, isn't it terrible that they, they don't care about the carbon footprint? Um, Formula One is less road relevant now than it has ever been before. Be- because you've, I disagree. You know, you, you've got um, World Endurance, you've got World Endurance with the supercar. It's the uh, technology class. that trickles down. It, they, they, they don't put the technology into formula one cars to then go oh we could let's put this in this formula one car because then we can put it in our road car in 10 years time mm. it just so happens that the technologies that were put onto formula one cars over the years eventually trickle eventually, down to yeah, make to, but, to make your road cars safer but things formula like, one isn't the road relevance road relevant formula anymore formula e and what will probably be the super class supercar class in wec they are the road relevant. I'd, I'd argue. Now. I'd argue as well with um, the special rules for Toyota with the hybrid in um, LMP1. Yeah. So how fucking fast a Prius is going to be in ten years? <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is the this is the problem Formula One's got because they can't can't go back now because of all the money that's been put into development and because it would be a PR nightmare for them to do it. But they shouldn't have done it in the first place. It makes no sense worrying about fuel consumption on a Formula One weekend on this uh, from uh, Friday to Sunday when the teams are flown and driven around the world. I know what you mean. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. Well, that then goes towards uh, Gilles de Ferrand's um, E series, isn't it? Where they do the off-road series, where they're all being transported around the world on a solar-powered ship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have you not heard about this? I've not come no. across this one. This is... No. Is, it, I mean, it's called, is it EX Dream or something? It's called oh, something I'm gonna like that. Absolute this up later. Dream. Yeah, it, the, there's like nine rounds or something on, on different continents. Um, and um, wow. it's going to... They're all like souped up, like jacked up Paris Dakar style cars, but they're all electric and they're all getting transported around the world on a solar powered ship. This sounds, sounds like fascinating. a fucking terrible premise for a Saturday morning Hanna-Barbera cartoon series that gets dropped after the first nine episodes. It sounds like how racing happened in Hunger Games. It sounds like something stoned Elon Musk would come out with. That's true. David. <laughs> Sean wins. <laughs> Right, silly season. We'll talk about it a bit now, but this week we are all going to put down what we think our predictions for what the 2020 grid will look like. Yeah. And we'll put an article together mm-hmm. about how it'll go. But some initial some initial thoughts from the four of us that are here now. Um Chris, you've written down Gasly, Bottas and others. We'll start we'll start with Gasly. Um, we is will he, not see him in a Red Bull. No, absolutely not. I don't. I, I don't think he's out of Formula One. I think he's probably back mm-hmm. in a Toro Rosso. But I don't know who they might put in a Red Bull to replace him initially. I think. I, don't, I, I, I as I said earlier, I think just as a marker, they'll because there's no reference point. I think they'll put Kvyat in the Red Bull and Gasly back in a Toro Rosso for maybe. Singapore, Japan, and then for US back, you know they'll switch them back again. Mm-hmm. They'll Kvyat Gasly. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> um, but but it won't be a full full term Kvyatting. 
they'll just be like, look, just for a couple of races, so we 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 got a marker, so we know where Alex Alban is. Yeah, we're just going to put mm-hmm. you in that car just to see what's going on. Okay, but mm-hmm. that means we've got to put Danny in the in the big boy car next to Max. All right, just yeah. for, that's what they'll say to Pierre Gasly. But really, it's uh, it's a marker. It's a demotion. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't forget, yeah. like we found out the other week, that the Red Bull drivers have actually got no say what uh, what car they drive because they're not employed by the teams. Yeah, they are employed by Dietrich Mateschitz. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think um, I think that's a possibility for the second half of the season that you could could see just for, for just for a couple of races, just so that the swap seats, just yeah. just so that the team themselves have got a marker, and then we'll really see just how poor or not poor. Right. This is this is what I think could could well happen. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables and ifs in here. Mm-hmm. If Mercedes get rid of Bottas and take Ocon, then I think we will see Gasly going to Renault. Possibly, because he's French. Well, it depends how French. much Red Bull want to keep hold of him. I. I think uh, I think there's a damn good chance that Red Bull, the organisation, uh, will let Gasly go completely. They weren't afraid to let Kvyat go. They weren't, but they've got less drivers now. There's also I think Kvyat will Kvyat will be in the Red Bull next year. I think there's another big problem as well for for Red Bull. And I think Albon will stay in the Toro Rosso, and he will be alongside either I can't remember the Japanese. Um, Jensen Button's, Jensen Button's super teammate. GT partner, <laughs> either him or Yuri Vips. Mm. Yuri Vips. I think they With might. The Yamamoto. Maybe. Yamamoto. No, uh, Yamamoto is the boss of the team. Right. To drive for. Uh, Yuri Vips. I reckon will take F three because he's he's not doing too bad, and I think Red Bull will promote him from F three and put him in a Toro Rosso. Right. I think we could be seeing an Estonian on the grid. I think Red Bull are in more tr- have got more trouble than that because, especially after this race, I think Max Verstappen is going to move to Mercedes. Because you think about it, right? Um, if he moves to Mercedes, he is guaranteed to fight for a world championship next year. Absolutely, hands down guaranteed. Mm-hmm. There is no guaranteeing that Red Bull, because Red Bull have been here now for a while. They've been on this sniffing around top three teams for a bit. Now they're they were set that they're second at the moment because Ferrari have dropped back. I think there's more chance of Ferrari next year competing for world championships than there is of Red Bull, because Red Bull don't seem at the moment to be able to make that push forward into like to consistently challenge. And it always starts at the beginning of the season. You think of every, every, like the last, what, three years? Red Bull have been dog at the start of the season. You can't do a world championship like that. No. The no, difference I, is they're going to be, they're going to have a year of experience with yeah, the but Honda do you, engine. But do you take that gamble if you're Max Verstappen? If you stay with Red Bull, it's a gamble. If you go to Mercedes, you are nailed on to fight for a championship. Unless unless you're Max Verstappen and you go to Mercedes saying, I'm going to stay out my last year at Red Bull next year till my contract's up. If you want me, I'm yours in 2021. But why would you do that when you can guarantee yourself a chance of a, of a, of a winning car that can win a championship next year? It doesn't make sense to stay at Red Bull. I don't think he'll have, I don't think he'll have much say because apparently... No Formula uh, One team has ever kept a driver that wanted to go. Apparently is. Um, his release clause depend um, 
Red Bull took take up Vettel, the option if he's in the top three. Vettel left his left his contract early, and we were only saying last week that uh, with um, Red Bull saying that they wanted five wins from Verstappen this year suggests that his get out clause is a lot fucking higher than we think it is, and if it is a win one where he has to win somewhere in the region of region of five year five races. He's not going to do that this year. Allegedly, Red Bull's we're going to keep you clause was uh, that he was in the top three in the championship at the summer break, and he's third. Yeah, but that's disappeared again. People have been talking about it as in a win clause now. It was Ted Kravitz saying it. Now, I I, I think... That's his release clause, though. But regardless of the release clause, if he turns around and says he wants out of the team... I don't think Red Bull will keep will keep a driver. I can't remember who was say who said it. I think it was uh, Damon Hill was say, uh, said it once that if you if someone wants out of a Formula One contract, they can get out of the contract because it's simply too dangerous to keep a driver in a team he doesn't want to be in. So you're saying that Verstappen's going to so Bottas has lost his seat and Verstappen's filling it. Yep. I think Bottas has lost his seat and Daniel Ricciardo is filling it. You think Daniel Ricciardo's going to Mercedes? Yeah. I think that'd be great for Ricciardo. But I just I can't if if there is this the slightest chance that uh, that um, Verstappen can get to Mercedes, I just don't see why you wouldn't do it. There's a reason why at the beginning of this weekend and through the weekend, uh, Max Verstappen turned around and said, "There's other drivers on the circuit that could do what Lewis Hamilton was doing if they had a Mercedes." Lewis Hamilton caught twenty seconds up to Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. And overtook and won a race. He even said after the race that Mercedes showed just the margin they've got on the rest of the teams. Yeah. So it's not the fact that uh, I'm sure Red Bull are, go- are going to improve ne- next year, but they've got to improve to match Mercedes. Then they've got to improve to on, beat. What, on whatever Mercedes improve on. It's just not going to happen. They're too far behind to suddenly be championship contenders next year. Yeah, and Max, that's... Max and his dad are far too clever for that, and I'm sure Jos Verstappen will be saying to Max, "Whenever you have the chance of getting into a championship-winning car, we need to do it." Unless um, Red Bull have the jump on the regulations, which is why Horner has kicked up a fuss about 2021. But you're gambling again. You you're still gambling on what what's going to happen. Whereas you are, like I said, I keep saying you're guaranteed to be able to fight for a championship next year in a Mercedes. They might think it's a guarantee if they've got a jump on the regulations that nobody else has got yet. Yeah, but that's fine. But it, it's again, it's a gamble though, isn't it? Uh, it is, but I think it's Nikki, all a gamble. Though, Nikki Lauda was fairly confident, if you remember, when he tapped up Lewis Hamilton about going to Mercedes and said, mm-hmm. "Look, we know what's happening with the rule change in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, we're pretty confident we're going to be the guys to beat." So if you want to come and join us, uh, now would be a good time to come and win some world championships. I would also argue... So he did one year of pain at Mercedes where he only won one race. And then... Oh, must, must have been hell for him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'd also argue that this year has been a year where there's been an aero revamp and uh, Red Bull haven't built the best chassis. No, I don't think it's the worst, though. It's it's just... No, it's not the worst. But when you think of Adrian Newey and a- any aero shake-ups... And it hasn't happened. No. He's been busy fannying about with his um, Aston Martin Valkyrie, hasn't he? I wonder mm. if that's sort of taken the eye off the ball a little there. I also think Max Verstappen would... Um, 
he probably thinks, whether he can or not, that he can beat Lewis Hamilton. So I think it would be it would be something he'd want to do. Maybe. I think he he, he would want to beat Lewis Hamilton. No, no, I think he'd be something he wants to do car. in the same car. In the same car, car. Yeah, the same yeah. car yeah. yeah. I think I, I don't think that um after the the Rosberg Hamilton um, thing, where they were where they were so close fighting for championships, I think Toto Wolf quite likes it where there's a driver who's not quite <laughs> up there, but one who's able to to, to hasn't to Toto already said if it's between Bottas and Ocon? No, he's already he said that, but two races ago he said if Max Verstappen is available, there is a seat for him at Mercedes. He also said that about Stoffel van Dorn and put him in Formula E. Well, he, no, he, yeah, he, he said he, he said if it was his driver, he would find a seat for him, didn't he? But then he went to McLaren. Anyway, but, it, so but, he, but he also said um, the his decision now is between Bottas and Ocon for next year. Whether that people say a lot of things. Yeah, whether whether that's throwing shit, throwing sort of everyone off the scent, I don't know. But I I think he's being fairly. Don't forget, this this will be a negotiating thing as well. You know, it's, all these things that are being said about drivers will be people negotiating for better mm. contracts. So if Max Verstappen is um, negotiating with Mercedes right now, then Toto Wolff is gonna is gonna start turning around and bigging up Ocon. Yeah, it's all sort of posturing and mind games mm. and. Yeah. Mm. Trying yeah, to is. convince people they're not silly worth season. as yeah. much, and you know, I mean, crashing. because if if Toto does start bigging Ocon up, we might we might all be sitting here thinking, well, looks like Ocon's going to get the seat then, and that might just be so that they get the be- better deal for releasing him from his contract to go to Renault or somewhere yeah, else like maybe. that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? All of a sudden, Renault paid a twelve million transfer fee for Ocon and Toto, yeah, yeah. laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still think Ocon's a massive gamble for Mercedes. I think he is as well. I don't like uh, people keep people people. Keep having a go at me on Twitter for saying this, but I don't really care. Um, <laughs> well, I, no, it, it's... he wasn't. He wasn't a great driver. He, I think he he was on par with Perez. People keep pointing out the fact that he beat him more often than not, which I wasn't aware of. But I think the fact that I wasn't wasn't aware of it means he wasn't miles down. There were the road, a few times he beat him by like driving, driving him into, into a wall. the side of him. <laughs> uh, I think that more didn't he cost. Max Verstappen, the winner, Brazil, yeah, by, by driving, driving into, into the him. side of him yeah. when he was being lapped. Mm-hmm. Well, he had He'd, been he lapped. Tried but he tried to unlap himself. himself. Yeah. He pitted, and when he came out of the pits, he was he had been lapped, but because he was on fresher tyres, was mm. faster than Max, mm. so caught him, tried to unlap himself, and yeah. hit him. He's got a reputation of being massively disruptive within teams. Ricardo said something odd about him as well, didn't he? Like, I just don't like that kid's face or something like yeah. that, which is coming from yeah. Ricardo. Is it? It's not. It's could, not just that as well. Could be tricky if they're in the same team next year. Well, it's well you don't have to look at his face when his helmet's yes. on, do you? It's it's what Toto was saying as well about the the whole driver situation at Mercedes. He said the the, the pressure is big because you have to come into a championship winning car, you know, a car that's able to win races and win championships, and you're expected to win races and yep. win championships. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not expected to learn whilst you're in the team. You're expected mm-hmm. to know and and get going straight away. Ocon's not that driver. This and, is why, but I, for me, Bottas isn't at the moment either. No, I don't think Bottas will be in the car. But this is why I think whoever gets that Mercedes drive, a drive, will be somebody that can walk into the team and win races. Well, I think that's which is why I think it'd be Daniel Ricciardo. Oh yeah, it's it. That's a perfectly good good idea. I I just think that they're gonna want. Uh, I feel sorry for George Russell if they do get uh, Max Verstappen, but. Um, I think Lewis Hamilton is what 
if he's not quite in the twilight of his career, he's approaching like towards the end of his career. You put you put in a lamp on at least. Yeah, he's he's, mm. he's thirty four, isn't he? He's nearly thirty five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're gonna they need to be looking somewhere too for who's next. Like, what? Who are we going to have to win championships? And I think it's going to be George. But the, what they might do is sign Bottas on a short term, another one year deal, with the uh, with a view to bringing Russell in as soon as that that year is over. This I time next Mercedes year, I think Mercedes are lucky this year. I think Mercedes are lucky that Ferrari have tripped over themselves. And if this is like a rebuilding year for Ferrari to essentially make all the mistakes to get themselves in a position to win uh, to win next year, Mercedes have to treat next year. Like they're going to have a stiffer competition than they have, yeah. And they can't do that with Valtteri Bottas in the car. But if you get Max Verstappen, they go they go into next season with arguably the best Formula One driver of all time. People are going to shout at me for that, <laughs> and possibly. Well, I don't know. We're, um, we're in the top seventy in Spotify <laughs> podcasts in Holland, so you and, might not get shouted up too loud. And possibly like the future of Formula One. If you had a team with Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton in, that is hands down the best team that you can make out of, yeah. the, out of the grid. Yeah, you cannot make a better team. No, and I, I just, I don't think Mercedes will pass that up, and I don't think Max Verstappen will pass up fighting for a championship. Look at his, look at the pole. He just got his first pole. Look how fast Max Verstappen is. Like you'd have expected him to have his first, have a pole before a win, but that's where Red Bull are. They're not constant challenges. No. And how often do we keep saying that you can't without... Uh, we still don't know what... Like, Honda's got better, but what if what if they go backwards? What if they make another mistake? What if they fall out with somebody? What well, if Mercedes they... could quite easily do the same thing. Could have button syndrome, move from one team to another, and then all of a sudden they go backwards. You could do. You could do, but I just think Mercedes have got such an infrastructure in that they are going to be around for a long time. Like, is it maybe not as maybe not as dominant as they are, but even when the 2020 run one rules shake up, I still think Mercedes are going to be like one of the teams that can win that championship. I think Ocon will end up in the Renault alongside. um, I don't know who else (laughs) is going to end up in that Renault, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, if if Renault, um, if Ricardo is going to move to Mercedes, would, would Mercedes offer uh, Bottas as part of the deal? Possibly. Yeah. I think. I think if you're Renault, if you lose Ricardo, you keep you keep Hulkenberg. Uh, I I think Hulkenberg's probably already gone. I think. I think, mm. I think the decision's been made on Hulkenberg, and I think he, I think he's out. Mm. I think next year's Haas lineup is going to be Hulkenberg and possibly Verline. Maybe, Ooh, yeah, maybe Verline's a good, a good call. I mean, Ted Kravitz was talking about Verline being, about. I think yeah, Verline yeah, being the favourite for the, the think, Haas seat that is probably going to come up. No, I think Verline will take Giovinazzi's seat. I think Giovinazzi might go to Haas and Verline will take Zauber Alpha seat. I mean, already I mean, knows Ver- Verline's had previous with that team. Already knows the team, but was on loan from Mercedes, so couldn't get too involved. Yeah, Verline's Ferrari driver. Yeah. Now, yeah, I think you're probably right because Ferrari don't appear to be interested in sticking Ferrari people in Haas. So Haas will just sign up Giovinazzi, who's done a yeah. few FP1s for them in the past. 
Um, now, yeah. now Alpha's their house mm. purely a customer. I think, mm. I think um, they did say last year that they had offered Giovinazzi to Haas for 2018, mm-hmm. and Gundersteiner was like, nah, not, not really fussed. Yeah. So I think they I, I, could be offered a Ferrari driver, but I don't think there's any obligation on them no. to take it. But no, uh, the, the only guaranteed third Ferrari seat is in the Alpha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not Kimmy. No, of course it's not. No, no. <laughs> I still, I still don't think that it's a ridiculous idea to see Kimi go back to Ferrari either. If Sebastian decides to hang it up, that's that's the thing. That's that's a bit of a wild card because you just can't tell what uh, what his mind state is. I think I think we're all agreed now. We're not going to see Alonso back. I don't no. know. I, I again, if I don't think so, I, I, I could see him go back to Ferrari. I can see it. Ferrari needs someone. They 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 need someone that can win. Well, the this world is the problem. Ferrari keep hanging their hopes on on people all the time. Let's hang mm-hmm. our hopes on Michael Schumacher. Yay, he brought us all these championships. Schumacher's gone. Mm-hmm. Let's hang them on Raikkonen. Yay, he won us a championship. Yeah, Raikkonen's now rubbish. I totally for some agree reason. with you. <laughs> Let's hang our hopes on Alonso. No, nope, mm-hmm. that didn't work. Let's hang our hopes on Vettel. No, nope, that's not working. Let's hang our hopes on Charles Leclerc. No, nope, that's not working. What I'd argue there is, is that out of all those drivers that went to Ferrari, um, Alonso never had a car capable of winning a world championship. I think he did. He fought for one. He did fight fight for one. No, but I think he did what that car shouldn't have done. And I think he carried Ferrari on his back while he was in that team. They wouldn't have had a win. When he when he was in that team, if there was another driver in that team, they wouldn't have had wins. Mm, maybe. Um, I wonder. I wonder how deep that goes. See, I, it would be interesting to know what Bonotto's relationship was with Fernando Alonso. If he was one of Team Team Alonso within Ferrari, then I think there's a massive chance of him coming back to Ferrari. Yeah, if he was an Alonso man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and now he's the chief of Ferrari, and Alonso's maybe thinking, hmm, I could go back there. You know. Yeah, kind of, kind of relies on Vettel packing it in because I think if if Vettel isn't driving a Ferrari next year, he won't be driving. I think it depends what the rest of a season as well. Because, um, I, do you what do you do with him? <laughs> like what do, if if he's just like mid grid? Don't anyone see the Channel Four st- no. stat, uh, statistics pre German twenty one races before the German Grand Prix twenty eighteen mm-hmm. where Vettel made that mistake? That mm-hmm. Yeah. 21 races before the German Grand Prix 2018, uh, Hamilton won nine races and Vettel won six. Mm. The 21 races since Germany 2018, Hamilton won 15 races, Vettel won one. So mm. it, do you... S- Thank you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> that's your, if that was on channel. No, that, I that, that's where they Sean. might have yeah, bought yeah, it yeah. from. That would yeah. have been one of Shall we get Sean back on the show at some point? Yes, yeah. absolutely. But just thinking about it, like, do we not think that if if I'm right and Max is going to go to Mercedes, it's not out of the question for Red Bull to take Vettel back? No, very true. It's not out of the question, but for the reasons you're outlining as to why Verstappen would go to Mercedes, that's exactly the reason for, for Vettel to not go back to Red Bull. Unless he doesn't think he can function in Red Bull in Ferrari, there's some something is not working for Vettel in Ferrari. Something's not working for Vettel since Ricardo beat mm. him in 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still think that's... Half of me wonders whether he threw that season to move to Ferrari. You know, we talk about performance clauses. 
Because that wasn't meant to be his last season. No. No. I don't know. So, you know, he, he wanted to emulate his hero. That's that's why he was going to Ferrari. He wanted to emulate Michael Schumacher. I thought you meant Gerhard Berger. No. <laughs> and it's just not happened. No, it hasn't happened. And Ferrari will will look in the future to pin their hopes, as I was mm-hmm. saying before, pin their hopes on Mick Schumacher. It's and not th- going to work either. And think about it as well. If Unless unless Ricardo goes back to Red Bull, if Max goes. Maybe. Because think about it, right? Let's, let's say Red Bull uh, do end up with a... Max is gone. Red Bull end up with a decent car next year that can fight for a world championship. You fight for a world championship with Danny Kvyat? No. You fight for a world championship with, uh, with um, Gasly? No. You fight for a world championship with Albon? No. Maybe Albon. He's an unknown quantity. Not, not I yet. feel like it's too soon for yeah. Albon. Um, but then again... Nobody wins a championship but, in the second season. But then again, well, Max has not made, many people lose that, Hamilton. But in that respect, Max has made the wrong decision. If if Red Bull have got a, you know a, a world no no, but they still come. have to go into the season with someone that they think can win the world championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If they don't have Verstappen, mm-hmm. Ricardo would be an option. Yeah, you can't pass up the best car on the grid. That's that's the thing with Max. You just if you have the opportunity to get the best car, the best drivers find the best cars. Could be another landing spot for Bottas. Nah. Not a Red Bull. No. Again, would you go into a season with Bottas thinking you're going to win a world championship? I'd go into a season with with Bottas wondering if I'm going to win a race. <laughs> <laughs> he started the season off well, but Bottas 2.0 has just... It's, just it's, he's it's he's retrograded, hasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the, re- the porridge has run out, the beard's fallen He's off. retro-installed yeah. because uh, we've had to backdate because... It didn't work. No, he's now he's now Bottas seven because Bottas eight was terrible. Yeah, Bottas Vista was <laughs> Bottas. It might be Vista now. Yeah, <laughs> Where, where's Bottas XP? <laughs> <laughs> we will go into this in more detail over the next few weeks. But obviously, as I say, that's all we're going to have to talk about. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> but in the meantime, um, we're all going. All five of us are going to put our plans together for what the uh, what the grid's going to look like next year and we'll get that up on, get that up on the site at the weekend I'll uh, I'll tweet tweet the link out and stick it on Facebook when uh, when it's done shall we shunt it let's yes. do it um at the current time I can slightly see your screen there very very go. fair of you Sean yeah, well done yeah. good sporting <laughs> <coughs> and I can currently see your lugs um, <laughs> that's not the clue though is it let's be honest like I mean, who, who sent this one in? Well, I was. You know, I have issues sometimes with names. <laughs> oh, you know, God. oh. <laughs> this oh, is a great this, start. This is going to be a bigger car crash than Maldonado's career. I mean, he sounds like an '80s like robot sidekick. Ojas, possibly. <laughs> Ojas. Okay. Ojas. Ojas. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's not a name. That's a Korean car make. <laughs> <laughs> His surname's Sam Young, yes. <laughs> Have you got a surname? Nope. Okay. Unless it is actually 575. <laughs> then, <laughs> then he might actually be a robot sidekick. I'm sure this isn't a bot that has sent this in. Maybe it's just make and model. <laughs> I was fabricated in... Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, do thank do you feel for... free to send pronunciation guides with names. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm dyslexic Uh, phonetics are my friend (laughs) Um, 
So, are that's we ready? only the fourth time we recorded that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> we had to write it down for him first. <laughs> and, that, and that was the issue. I needed pictures. <laughs> I was born. Yes. yes. In 1923. Good oh, Lord. Hell fire. So, right. so something Blood that is has just checked out of the race. <laughs> So, so it's something that's 96. Something that will be 96 this year, or someone. Oh, I'm leaning towards Thing, but... My full-time debut in Formula One was in 1978. Rory Walker. No, he was commentating before 78. Not full-time, he was still oh, working for an advertising okay. agency and came up with the uh, slogan, Fresh Cream Cakes, Naughty But Nice. Oh, okay. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do the advert voiceover? Sadly not. Oh, come on. <laughs> Um, before uh, before F1, I was active in motocross, rallying, and the yeah, BTCC. Murray this sounds suspiciously this sounds like Murray, Murray Walker. Walker. Yeah. I'd like a guess. I think we're leaning towards Murray Walker. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> before F1, I was active in... Uh, uh, no, I've just done, done that, that one. one. I haven't got glasses on. This is no idea. <laughs> um, You've managed to Murray Walker this shunt. Yeah. I've worked with the likes of Jackie Stewart, Jodie Schechter, Julian Palmer and James Hunt. One of those does not belong. Julian Palmer. (laughs) Jonathan. Ah. Jonathan Palmer. Ah. I stand by it. (laughs) To be fair, I read Palmer and filled the rest in. (laughs) Ja Palmer must be Julian. I still say Murray Walker. My last F1 race was the 2001 US Grand Prix. Yep. Yep. Uh, it was won by Mick Aiken. My father pre- uh, participated in the Isle of Man TT. Yes, he did. We do know this. Mm. Why I think he might have chose this one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'd like another guess. Still Murray Still Walker. Still Murray Walker. Two Murray Walker guesses. Because Murray Walker was here for that was it the hundred and second year twice. in TT, and he and he did the uh, he did twice the, quite he commentated recently. on the classic parade as they were all coming mm-hmm. out, and it was really weird hearing Murray Walker commentating on my <laughs> local radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Watching all these bikes going past, I was like, this is odd. <laughs> I'd, I'd also like to point out that confidence like this has never been seen before in a total shunt. <laughs> we, we have never essentially forfeited a guest before. Uncharted territory. Crazy scenes. Worst PlayStation <laughs> game yet. <laughs> I have a star well, named after me on the walk of uh, on the, uh, the walk of stars in Birmingham. Fucking hell, that's a thing, is it? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, the, the same Jasper Carrot oh. and uh, Roy Wood out of I wish it out could be wizard. Christmas every day. A walk of stars. Walk, walk of stars. Is Ozzy Osbourne? I was gonna say, how oh, is Ozzy Osbourne not in there? I, I'd like to hope that he turned around and said, "No, I've got a proper one. I'd rather not. Thank you very much." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the one in Wolverhampton. <laughs> very recently, I had a room in the Royal Aut- Automobile Club named after me. Sounds about right. Yeah. The Murray Walker Lounge. Yes. Ah. We're, we're down to the Spaffers. Uh, I don't think we need them. Let's uh, have them anyway. So would you like Would you like to give me your last guess? Murray Walker. I think Murray, it's Murray Walker. Walker. I'm Murray Walker. <laughs> Let's have a look at the Spaffers. What Spaffers. were the Spaffers? In 2007, as a one-off, I returned to replace David Croft, who was uh, on paternity leave for the U- European Grand Prix on BBC Radio 5 Live. I had no idea that happened. No? Uh, that was the Spaffer. I am Murray Walker. P.S. So the Spaffer was the one we probably knew the least oh, about. Oh, he should have put this... Uh, he should have put this at the beginning, right down the bottom where I didn't see it. said, P.S. My name is pronounced Ojus. <laughs> <laughs> he's even giving you a Spaffer for his name. <laughs> 
Thank you, Ogis. Thank you, Ogis. Now we know how to say yes. it properly. How would you go about sending in a total shunt? You can tweet me at a total shunt, or you can send one in on Instagram at a total shunt. And if you're one of those old-fashioned people who doesn't do Twitter or Instagram, mm-hmm. email it to three legs four wheels at gmail.com, just like yeah. Santario Nasty did, mm-hmm. actually, today. He sent us one in that I think we're going to use at some point soon because it's a really good one. Oh, oh also, if you're, um, if you're not following me on Twitter or Instagram and you're a Musty Audio patron, I have a Musty Audio Discord set up, so you could send them through to me on Discord as well if you're doing that. Discord, that code, the other code. Yeah. <laughs> and also listen out to for for the Spotify playlist as well that we put up with all our music on it. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I must make a permanent link to that on the site, actually. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in touch with the rest of us, you can get the show at Three Legs, Four Wheels or get the rest of us individually at... Um, at Sean Cowper. At Flood21. At Pablo100. And Dan is at Dan Dankleton. Um, look for us on Facebook as well. Just at Three Legs, Four Wheels on Facebook. And uh, same on Instagram. Yep. Right, Formula Lee. Oh. The Hungarian wet race in a Toro Rosso. Um, it was only a w- one week challenge. And to get into the top 20, you needed 134.519. And th- all these people did so. Uh, Marcel Streak was 20th. Matthew Morrison, 19th. Adam Smith in 18th. That'd be Marcel Streak, who uh, was guest predictor. Guest predictor last week. Yes. Uh, Santario Nasty was 17th, Brooks de Geer 16th, Ben Roguska was 15th, Nick Patakis, the slow Greek. He's not been, not slow. Not so slow this time, you were 14th. Kyle Armstrong was 13th, Cathal Toomey was 12th, I was 11th. Good lord. How the heck? That's two points finishes in a row, which are my first two this season. I am racing pointing this. Um, Come on, everybody, up your game. <laughs> <laughs> In your case, Chris, buy the game. No. <laughs> uh, top ten, Chris Shales. Ninth was Mike Camping. Eighth was Jimmy Hamling. Seventh, Pete Bull. Sixth, Alberto Rolden. Fifth was Julian McMahon-Hyde. Fourth was Eric Farnand. Top three, with a time of 132.745. In third place was Chris Olby. Second, sometimes winner, sometimes Chris Olby. Winner. Second place with a time of 132.526 was also sometimes winner, Alessandro Popolani. Also Formula One driver's name. Definitely. <laughs> and uh, winning this week with 131.986. Thrashing everyone. Good Lord. Rapido. Yeah. Nathan Mazzolo. Well done, Nathan. Well done, Nathan. Uh, right. We need a summer break race. So we're going to go to the classic cars this time, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the 2010 McLaren, and it's going to be in the dry, and it's going to be in Baku. Crazy, because okay. the 2010 McLaren will not have done Baku before. Exactly. That's so wild. Let's let's see how good that 20, 2010 McLaren was in Azerbaijan. Or will be. Or will be. <laughs> It's a two-week challenge, so you've got until 7 o'clock UK time on Monday the 19th, because then that gives us two weeks before Belgium. Mm. Yep. Right, we'll be back next week with... I haven't got a bloody clue. No, more silly season. Wild speculation again. Wild speculation, silly season, some news, all the factories are on shutdown. Max confirmed for Mercedes. That kind of thing. Uh, Scarbs, if you're listening, you're free next Monday. 
<laughs> what about Sean? Sean must be free sometime. He's just he's just he was saying he was moving house last week. So That's I think a good he's, point. He's settling in. Yeah. So uh, if you're listening, Sean, hope the house move went well because apparently he was driving across half of the USA. Yes, which don't envy that one. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week with. Uh, I'm sure there'll be summit. Something. Later. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.